Lola, give me a second. Good evening, good evening, everyone. Um, nice to have you all back here again. You know, after a very, well, I say very epic race. You know, so many, um, so many things going on, so many um events going on. You know, um, I feel uh, after today's race, we have um a lot to discuss. You know, like um. Apart from the race in general, the cars um, itself, you know, and um, some other personalities as well. So, um, first of all, I'll just um, give my quick um, view of the race. You know, um, I, in the beginning of the race, I predicted um, Lewis would be on the podium, but I didn't expect that both Red Bulls would be out, you know. Um, I think it's very unfortunate um, for Max and Red Bull, you know, they seem to be having um, reliability issues, you know, and and I would say um, Honda in um, general, you know, because, you know, Pierre Gasly also had um, a similar issue with, with the power unit and then the power unit was up in flames. Um, Mercedes, um, Mercedes in general, will I say, <laughs> man, <laughs> for, uh, I, I don't understand, like the God, the, the God that, the God or rather the spirit behind, that is following Mercedes, man, <laughs> like you, 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 maybe some of us might need it in our daily lives because they've just been so lucky. They didn't have the they didn't have the pace today, you know. They were very off pace, kept kept on gambling with the um, with the different tires, you know. And then um, eventually, um, the um, demise of Red Bull, you know, 
um, worked out for them. And luckily for them, they were in the right position to um, um, pick those points up. So um, credit to them as well, you know. And um, um, Ferrari, a big um, credit to Ferrari, you know. As um, we said yesterday, you know, they've been, since last year, they've been talking about this car and how they've invested so much in the car, you know, and um, we can see the results, you know, even um, the um, battles um, Charles had with um, Max, you know, you can you, you could see that the, the Ferrari was more, was much more of a better car on track, you know, it's it suits the track better than the Red Bull. So, um, yeah, um, that's just um, what I just quickly have to say. So for now, um, so um, I'll start with um, I'll start with I'll say you guys should um, please just um, raise your hands up and then um, would um, go for from there. Okay, so we have um, hero, hero, um, then um, I believe I believe your name is Busayo. Please, but correct me if I'm wrong then um hero busayo then um adebayo please in that order all right hi guys good evening to everyone um i would just like to say that the host has a very calming voice you know because i i tended to come here today i'm doing a proper madness but it is what it is i've calmed down now what i would like to say is whoever whoever Lewis hamilton and they serve in milton keys yeah i want to serve that person i won't lie to you man because the luck that they had today and the sweet, sweet fact that it was at the expense of them and them there, that Red Bull team, keep chatting nonsense all the time. It just makes it all, all the more sweeter, all the more savory. Um, I'd like to say that to all the Mercedes fans out there, this is basically, today is basically our championship, you understand? Because the way it's looking, it's going to be a very, very difficult couple of years, but we'll see how it goes, Sha. But I would just like to say, Formula One, man, they, nothing beats it. Nothing absolutely beats it at all. All the anguish was of 90-something what days bottled up. Just It's just out of my body right now. But, yeah, I'm happy. And the fact that it's at the expense of Red Bull makes it all the more sweeter. Second in the, in the Constructors' Championship, that's what I'll say. It might be as good as it gets this year, but we're second. You can only beat what's in front of you, you get. And not everyone can build reliable cars, reliable engines. So, yeah, it is what it is. Thanks. Thank you so much, um, Hero. Um, um, Carl, please. Okay. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, please. So, I was actually coming here to gloat, make mouth, and shout as much as I wanted to, but, I mean... You, you gave an intro and you're just so calm. And I'm like, if I should start shouting, I'll be like a girl. My whole point is, I don't care whatever Red Bull fans say. As long as I'm concerned, we are second. That's messages. I mean, whether it was luck or whatever, we are second. I don't care. I, I literally tweeted it before the start of the race that I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't want Verstappen on the podium. And I was hoping for a Red Bull boat cast DNF. I mean, I was this close, this close to getting it, but hey, it is what it is. But my my whole joy is first happening will sleep, won't have sleep this night. That's my joy. Christian Honor, I mean, to hell with him. 
bro, I'm just I'm just glad that Red Bull had a hundred percent capitulation. And as far as I'm concerned, Red Bull are not the contenders. At least the table says so. Um, Ferrari is first. Mercedes is second. I mean, you can only contend with what is in your front. Red Bull can go and find a way to get their cars and come and meet us. But in the moment, I'm not bothered about probably. I mean, Mercedes they do this every season. They start sandbagging, and before you know, they they find one sweet solution. And before you know, um, Hamilton is flying. I mean, just look at Russell. Russell en- ended up number four. Like what else? What else? Man, my, my joy is Red Bull. Zero points. That's it for me. That's it for me. I'm done. I'm okay. And Osis Wave, wherever he is, I'm very sure he needs someone to check up on him. Because, I mean, man, that's just it. That's just it. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Carl. Um, so, um, Adebayo, please. And, um, guys, um, quickly, Adebayo, sorry. Um, guys, um, I'll be bringing people up and then I'll be taking people down after they speak. So, um, just so that I can the rotation, you know, so everyone can get to speak. So, um, Adebayo, please go ahead. Yeah, so... <laughs> uh, so, I never even knew that um, Italian um, national anthem is so much interesting to hear, right? Um, so, super happy, right? Definitely for Charles winning the race. Definitely, I'm very happy for that. Um, but something for me, I think it's quite too early as well to say it seems his favorite or not. Because um, <clears throat> I still probably have a very strong opinion that uh, Mercedes will still join this battle and probably they might even like outlast any of them. But I still also have the same opinion as well that Mercedes has a very serious issue with their car, right? So not like I don't think they are sandbagging. I think it's the real issue that was shown today. But that aside, um, definitely super happy that, um, you know, the cornerstone that you guys have forgotten, right? The guy you guys have forgotten has finally become the cornerstone. You know, um, last season, at the end of last season, a lot of agendas, a lot of bond offerings were going up and down. People were saying that, uh, uh, what, what they're saying, they called him my Charles the Craig, a old Charles the Craig team member of Ferrari, you know. And I think um, with this few point of ours today, at least we've shown you guys that with a very fast car, what Charles could do, right? Brilliantly controlled the race, got a grand, grand slam victory. You know, that, that's so exceptional to, to see and to watch as well. For Red Bull, I, ju- I just probably think, right, I think they would definitely resolve the reality issues, right? Also, same as um, Mercedes, then I feel the season will be quite... Um, I think it would be like a three-horse race, to be honest, right? In terms of drivers, right? So I see Lewis jo- joining the, I see Lewis joining the um, fight if Mercedes fix their um, bouncing issue and their car issue, then definitely Max will also be in the fight. Then probably there will be a battle of top four, right? The driver to claim the fourth position between Russo, um, Sainz, and um, what's this guy's name? I don't know. Probably two. Perez will be fighting with K Mag for P6. I I really don't see that guy doing anything, competing against signs and in my own could be wrong, right? I really don't rate Perez in that. It could it's better of defending, right? So Perez would probably defend against do much a lot of defense against um either of Lewis or 
or Charles as the championship goes by. But um, let me let me stop here first. But uh, I think I'll end it with Fusa Ragasi. <laughs> Charles the Craig. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, sorry, can you guys um raise your hands up, please, so that um I'll be able to bring people. Um, Hassan, Hassan, um, Hassan, then um, Cookie, please, in that order. Yeah, I just want to start off by saying congratulations to all the both Samuelson fans on not losing hope. You know, but P3, even though they called us midfield team. Uh, can meet. anyone hear me? They called us. Yeah, I can hear you. That's fine. They called us finished. They called us everything. But you know, we're P2 on the constructors, P3 on the driver's table, you know. And then brilliant driving today from Charles Leclerc. I mean, it was literally phenomenal. Well, all the dates he was dropping for Max, everything. Brilliant driving too from Max too. I just think like um, the Red Bull just has issues that he needs to sort out and then Max will be at it again. But then like brilliant driving, brilliant racing. Ross Braun hits the nail on the head with this car's design that he has done. I mean, it's so easy now for the car behind to keep up with the car in front, even like with DRS, all of that. It's amazing. And I think in this current season is actually going to be phenomenal for us. But yeah. And again, congratulations to Team LH. Thank you very much, um, Hassan. Um, can we have um, Koki next, then IK, then um, Tech, Dad, then Yemi, please? Um, good evening, good evening, everyone. Oh my God, what 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 a race, you know? Um, I'm 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 so I'm so happy. I, I know this this is the first race, but uh, I'm so happy. And surprisingly, it seems like. The team with a problem, with a bigger problem, is Red Bull, not Mercedes. Because at the end of the race, we collected points and they didn't, you know. And Formula One is all about the final race. We can race 56 um, laps, but the final race, the 57th, the 57th lap, it's the one which decided the race you know and i'm just happy because all things tend in the final lap you know and whatever happened last season you know we were crying we were not agreeing to whatever that happened but um you know with the results today uh, i'm so so relieved you know I'm, i'm so so relieved yeah man Thank you very much, Koki. Uh, um, IK next, I believe. Yeah, um, good race. Everyone is saying they don't want to scream yet. Like, um, so the said this is win. Well, personally, the reason why I don't want to celebrate doing was because is because I'm actually really, really not comfortable. Like, with I mean. Everyone knew that the car, the cars haven't been too wonderful, but I didn't know it was this bad. Like Hamilton really didn't have a chance with any of the top guys, even when they restarted the race. Normally, once the safety car there's a restart, like Hamilton have a chance, but he couldn't even get close to Perez until 
the trouble started. So on the long run, that's really worrisome. So I can't really celebrate because deep down, you know, this is this is going to be a very very sticky season. Then um, um I really loved um, Charles's um, composure. It was really composed today. I mean, yes, his car was beautiful, but I think he really handled the pressure from Max well, especially um, those four laps where they kept um, um, overtaking each other. I think it was really composed there because I've seen situations with um, the likes of Landon Norris where um, he panics with the first overtake and, you know, doesn't plan ahead and all that. But I think Clark was really composed. Sainz seems to be really composed as well. Perez, I don't know. Um, I don't think he's going to be um, top three or even four this season, even though his car looks good. Red will definitely resolve whatever engine issues they have. That's that's for sure, probably before the next year. So, um, yeah, looks like a Ferrari season, to be honest, as long as the chip drivers keep a cool head. And, um, yeah, on the long run, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. Thank you very much. Um, guys, just before we go on to the next person, so at the moment, I have um, 11 requests at the moment. So please, guys, I will um, just want to introduce a two-minute um, speaking time, you know, so that I can quickly get over this um, request, please. So um, I believe it's a um, tech dad, then um, tech dad, apology, uh, Haji and then Junior in that other part. Ah, Yemi has not spoken. Come on. I'm sorry, Yemi. Um, I didn't. I I was using the hand gesture. Sorry, please go ahead. Okay, so I can speak. Yes. All right, so I'll make it very quick. Uh, first of all, congrats to Ferrari. Uh, doesn't surprise me that they won. Uh, Leclerc is, is good. I think he's even better than Max. As we saw today, I saw he was basically playing with Max. He knew that, he knew that the key to stay ahead was, was making sure that he took key did the overtake at all. Uh, and he played Max. Max is very short term chaser. So the guy was hoping that he gets in the first turn and played Max like a, like a fiddle. So, and, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I have no supporters for Red Bull. <laughs> it's a that they, uh, you know, that they, they, they went out, but yeah, I have a surprise for them. And way that's yesterday, like, I can never count Lewis out, man. Uh, they have an outside chance. Yes, the pace wasn't really there, you could tell. They were nowhere near where the Red Bulls or the Ferraris were today, but he took his chance when it mattered. And third place is a fantastic, um, and P3 and P4 is fantastic result for Mercedes. I believe they will build from here. I expect the car to be better in Saudi just because Saudi is a smoother track. And has a fewer, I mean, has a street, but it's also very curvy. So, uh, yeah, good result all the way. Uh, happy for Magnuson, you know, and all those other guys. But yeah, man, uh, fantastic result uh, for for everybody involved. Uh, I don't know who was the guy that was saying uh, Red Bull. Was it when we were doing the pre preseason discussion? And some guy came and said, "Oh, Max should dominate." And I'm just like, <laughs> chill now. As you can see, man, it's, it's never that straightforward. Well, yeah, well done, man. Well done to, to, to the team. Uh, thanks for having us in this place. Um, so, um, please, can the next speaker go ahead, please? Hello, everybody. Uh, but, uh, good evening. Carry on, please. Okay. Uh, uh, early days... Uh, Today's the first day, and it's early to call it, but 
But we look at things, the design of the car, and uh, I think Ferrari, they're looking very strong. Um, I was surprised with um, uh, McLaren. I don't know <laughs> what happened to their car or their drivers, but I pray the, they are in the mix, at least in the midfield battle. Um, unfortunately for uh, Red Bull, they dropped out. They looked strong too, but uh, Mercedes, maybe Mercedes will pick up later. Uh, so early days, I'm also happy um, for the new uh, racing director. I think he's, he looks like someone that won't take any <laughs> any shit from anybody. So early days and open. Um, I, I know this season is going to be very exciting because of the design of the cars, allowing for wheel-to-wheel racing and all that. So it's going to be very exciting, and you can't call it now for anybody. That's my take. Thank you very much. Thank you for keeping this short as well. Um, next, please. I believe that's Balaji. Okay, so I think I would also try to keep mine short to say that, uh, first of all, I think... You know, like the the space we had yesterday, I kind of said Ferrari were the team to beat, and you know, Leclerc showed that today. He drove excellently well, and all the times he came under pressure from Max, like he baited him, and you know, just let Max just be Max, and you know, when Max overcooked it, Leclerc just drove away smoothly and was under no pressure whatsoever. So it was a very great race. He controlled it perfectly, and I think like um, as Yemi that said, I also don't have any sympathy for. Red Bull, the two of them, Checo, Max, and the entire team, you know, it is what it is. They have they clearly have a fast car, but now that the Honda power engine, the Honda engines seem to be having issues because Gasly also caught fire, which we need to remember that. So that's three out of four. So I think it's something they need to look into. But if they fix that, they're also really fast. So I think this season is really great. Like it's going to be super exciting. And for the Mercedes fans, I mean, this race, we, I don't think we should get too carried away. Yeah, P3 was fine, but you know, if if the issues with the Red Bull teams didn't happen, like we were going to be P5, we couldn't get close. So our issues are still there, but like, yeah, it was a good race overall. Thank you very much, Bolaji. Um, Junior, please. Yeah, sorry, good sorry, evening, Junior, guys. No, sorry, um, it was Alaji before you. Sorry. Okay, okay. Alaji, please go ahead. All right, all right, thanks. Um. So I, th- I think the, the Ferrari guys can um, can take this one as as a step in the right direction. They've, they've been they've been away for quite a while, so congrats congrats to them. Um, as a Mercedes fan, I have zero zero sympathy for Rebels, man. If they like, they should crash it for the next ten races. I really don't give two shits. But um, the sooner the sooner them the Mercedes guys can fix their their issues, so that it can be um, a three way fight up up front, the, the better. So let's. Um, Let's just see how this season shakes out, right? Um, the next race is in seven days, so I'm I'm not expecting much to to come up in terms of development. But um, interesting, interesting times, interesting times. But congrats to Ferrari once again. Thank you very much. Um, can we have a um, junior, please? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, please. Okay. Good evening to everyone. Yeah, as you can see, like, I'm very happy for my boy, George Russell, like, debut P4, even though that wasn't how it was supposed to be. But anyways, it's sports. Anything just happens, and you just move on. 
And I don't know. I, right now, I just want to see Christian Horner's face. I just want to see his face. Clearly, they have a reliability issue. I just want to see his face. And this will surely humble him. Because right now, he knows that his team has an issues with their engine or whatever their chassis. I don't care. And the thing is, Mercedes has to fix their chassis issues. Because it's really, really bad. It's really, really bad. Because they can't get close to the, to the front runners and it's really really bad if not for this dns that happened to red bull it was clearly p5 in pieces mercedes should fix their goddamn problem then we're good to go that's all thank you very much um junior okay guys so um guys if you can um, raise your hands up please so i'll be starting with um jibola then uh cheesy then um all right. Um. Oh. Uh, okay. Sorry, Yinka has been here as well. So um. After Ore Yinka, then um, AFC Papi, then um, Obong, please in that order. Thank you. Okay, so I can start. Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. Um. So that was a good race. I believe it was a very nice race, and it was a very mature drive from. Leclerc, very surprising. But it seems he has grown up quite a lot. And I love how he baited Verstappen. That last attempt that Verstappen locked his is his right, his front right. It was a very mature drive from him. And um, I think Red Bull, this one week, they really need to work on their reliability. Because three engines out of four knocked. And that's that's very strange. And I honestly didn't expect from them, but it played to our advantage, Mercedes fans. It played to our advantage. So that's their business and MV0. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um can the next speaker go on, please? Oh, it's been a while. Like I can legit cry. Like this is Ferrari back. It was it was it was so sorry seeing Charles do all he did today. Every time he baited Max, Max took the bait and he was doing his thing. Signs P1, P2 for Ferrari. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. We've been in the trenches for a while. So just um, let us soak this in and enjoy this moment. Uh, I've never been a believer in, 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 in Binotto, in Matthew Binotto, but I think I might just start to believe in bit by bit. But early days, early days, too early to call. I think with the bit I saw with Mech today, you know the way Mech is, they can just probably go back into their, their workshop or whatever it is and come out with something good. So Lewis might still be in the, in the mix. Um, Red Bull might get it back, might get it back together, but 3 PU's gone. Out of four, that's not that, that. That's really bad. Hopefully, they can fix their reliability issues. But I think it's just deja vu for what happened in Abu Dhabi. But all the same, I'm just happy for Charles. I'm happy for Science. I'm happy for Ferrari. I'm happy for what the team was. It was absolutely great today. Pole, victory, fastest lap. Come on, you can't ask for anything better. I think Charles is beginning to grow up and he's showing everyone what he can do. And I hope to see more of this from him. Hopefully this season, I hope we can we can do better this season. But for now, let's just enjoy this moment. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank you very much. Um, I believe is a sorry. Who is next again? No. Um. Okay, FC Papi, please just go. Then I'm cheesy. Please, guys, I will appreciate if you could remember your orders because there's so much going on. Please, thank you. All right, guys. Hi. Uh, just to be sure you can hear me, yeah? 
Yes, we can. All right. Um. So first of all, I'm a Gasly fanboy. So today was not a good day for me personally. But then, uh, like Leclerc was amazing today. I always thought he was a great, great, great driver. I just never had the car to do it. And um, I think if uh, Mercedes doesn't sort out the issues between now and middle of the season, that's probably the position they would be in where Ferrari has been for a while. But um, I'm very happy for Ferrari. Like. This was such an amazing controlled race strategy. Leclerc, like defending from Verstappen easily, it wasn't even stressful at all for them. And um, McLaren, God knows what. I don't even understand what's going on with both drivers. But well, all in all, I think it's going to be a great F1 season because, like, it's not going to be anything with like anything we've seen. And well, Honda, let's see what happens with Red Bull. And at least to know that finished the race. So yeah, let's let's just let's just wait and see what happens. But I think like I said earlier, I think this season is going to be one where there's not gonna be a lot of uh, predictability except maybe Ferrari winning constructors. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um can we have um cheesy please? Yeah. Um hi guys. Um I just wanna say like this season it's going to be a cracker. Like, we can already see from this first race that, like, they, they nailed it with this design and cars can follow each other more closely, like, more exciting um, overtakes and, like, stuff like that. And I want to say congrats to Ferrari fans. Like, it's been it's been a long ride for them since and they're back at, at the top. So, yeah, congrats to you guys. But most importantly, like, I need that the visuals of that um, Red Bull DNF in powdered form, I need to snort it because it gave me so much life when when I saw that to DNF. Like, I think Crofty was was trying to be clever, saying the um, six cars running at the back were all Mercedes-powered engine. But, like, three out of four Red Bull-powered trains, DNF. So, he didn't have anything to say about that. So, yeah, as this season is shaping up to be a cracker, and, like, I mean, Kama is a real bitch, and he pays. So, yeah, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you, um, Chizzy. Sorry, guys. I think my network is uh, maxing up a bit, but let's see. Mike, check. Can I be heard? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, so I'm particularly happy for Haas F1 team, uh, especially Magnussen for the P5. You know, I've been following them for quite a while, and then uh, following Nikita's contract um, stripping off uh, with this Russia and all that. I think today was a good day for them, but I still feel that Mercedes is sandbagging. Uh, there could be a poison issue, whatever it is, but I know they can do something. It is just an upgrade or a tweak somewhere and they'll be back in fourth. I'm sure it is, it is a three-horse race, so we should be ready. Thank you. Sorry, guys. Um, I think my network is a bit bad, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I'll just try and bring more people up. <laughs> 
you can I go next? Yes, please. All right. Okay. Um, I hope everyone is good. By the way, first of all, yeah, as a as a Max fan, um, I'm genuinely very disappointed. This is a very very bad. This is a bad start to the season, to be fair. But at the end of the day, there is like 22 races to go, so there's still there's still time to catch up. Um. And also, as a Formula One fan, I feel like we should be very, very excited for this season because you see that battle, that fog up battle between Max and Charles, that was genuinely very exciting, man. Like, because last year, every time it was between Max and Lewis, like, after one lap, it was over, or they would crash themselves out. It was just like, and the people, everyone was like, oh, Max and Charles, so aggressive, so this, so that. But we genuinely enjoyed ourselves for four laps. That was sweet very very sweet to be fair and also everyone is like oh red bull sort out their dnf sheets mercedes cannot ride on lock for so long as as much as their chassis is bad their engine is also bad man like there was a point in the race bro six out of the seven last cars were mercedes powered cars even during the race mercedes struggled to catch up with ferrari and red bull Bro, if they don't sort out their shit as soon as possible, the same way Ferrari was last year, that's the same way it's going to be for Mercedes this year. And now, okay, they are saying they have the fastest cars in the slow corners. Like, did they just design a car for this year for just street circuits? Like, Mercedes needs to. Because as much as I love Max, I need Lewis in front just for one reason only. I want Max to beat him again. Like, everyone can say, oh, last year it was... I just need Max to beat him again in equal competitive cars. Not all these that Mercedes can't catch up. Because at the end of the day, today was bad luck on Max's side and luck shown on Ruby's side. So it's one of those things happening from Gawan. From Gawan is team driver then luck. So it's one of those things. I'm not so bothered about today's race. But um, at the end of the day, um, so, all right, can I quickly come in there? I want to ask you a question here. Because yeah? uh why do you what I know I know you are a Red Bull fan, but why are you so particular about Mercedes um developing their car, you know? And oh, not um Red Bull, you know, based on that you guys didn't secure any point this race, you know, being the opener of the race and it's such a bad start and a um it's not even a, like obviously it's, it's not it's going to bring um, the morale of the team down, you know. Why are you not talking about your team but that of another team. That's 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 a very good question. All the, all the Mercedes fans that have spoken, they have spoken about three out of four Red Bull powertrains stopping. That Red Bull should start out their shit. They've just said, "Oh my God, I'm so happy that Red Bull fucked up this this this." So if they can talk about Red Bull, I can talk about Mercedes. And also, like I've said so much, like I'm a fan of competition. I'm not I'm not a fan of someone just being at the back. Like that is the reason why I came into F1 in the first place for people to compete against each other. Like last year, to me, it was just Lewis and Max. I didn't. I don't want that. I want a lot of teams to be able to fight in front. And I know that oh, that might not be possible for now. But like, we need three teams. That's what we want. Three teams fighting in front. Like, imagine that for uh, Max Lewis house. It would have been better seeing three people going into turn one. But like seeing just two people now, like it's quite boring. So for me, you just ask your question is that I just want more competition. Because at the end of the day, Red Bull have a very strong package. Reliability is nothing. You can sort that out. Last last season, Mercedes had reliability issues and they still want constructors. So it's nothing. I just need Mercedes to also have a very strong package so that there'll be more competition for everybody, to be fair. So 
Alright. So, Therapist, right. can I say something? I just want to add like an opinion to what Elder just said. Okay. Um, for the record, Max did not beat Lewis. For the record, I just want to correct that statement. Max did not beat Lewis. He won the okay. championship because of Massey. Have a good day. No problem. No problem. You can go to Milton Keynes and take yeah. Yeah, he, he won because of human error. Human <laughs> error. Not... Human error. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, human error was at Baku now when yes. we got to press break magic. So that's not a problem. There were plenty of human errors last season. Yes, yeah. just... Um, 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 all right, I, just, I still want, I still have a, a quick question for you because you made a statement that you want three teams. Yes. Yeah. And then, um, for me, in the last, um, um, three four laps, there were three teams that were possibly going to be on the podium. In the last three four laps, Mercedes could not even catch up. They could not because even after the season, Lu- they couldn't well, because Louis still struggled to pass Perez with DRS. So well, Mercedes was closing the gap, no? Yeah, he was closing the gap and he still struggled to pass him until Perez spun out. He couldn't have passed him. So Okay, so just to add to that, it was the engine. It was a tire issue. So they were draining. It was not tire issue. All of them just stopped. Just said so, like just now. No, no. There's one thing in racing. There's one thing in racing. There's one thing to catch and another to pass. You can catch, but you can't pass. It it happened last season. You can catch the person, but for you to pass him, that is a different whole lot of ball game going around. So you can't base on that that he was struggling to catch him and pass him. He he caught him. He caught him right, but he didn't pass him. So that's a different issue. Okay, so why did you not pass him? I clearly he he, he had tight degradation. Like his bro, he just pitted. The he just pitted. There's he, no tight degradation. They, all of them just pitted under the safety car, or even before the safety car. So there was no tight degradation. They all just pitted. No one mm-hmm. had degradation at that point. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'll um, uh, I'll say um, Obong, please. You've been here for a while. Thank you for waiting. And then I'm um, Sadiq in that order. Okay, hi guys. Um, so first, firstly, I guess I'd say well done to Ross Brown. Um, um, super good design on the cars. I mean, it's super easy to follow. So Maybe not so easy, maybe not so much um, of a slipstream at the moment, but at least with the DRS, you can. I, 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 I think it's important to call out something. It took um, Red Bull quite a number of years after the V8 engines, right, for them to get um, their acts together. Um, the truth is that it, Max was always a good driver, but reliability always plagued Red Bull, right, up until um, the season before the last Right, and um, Adrian New is a great, um, what you call it, designer, car designer, no doubt. Right, but he's only been able to flourish under the V8 and um, maybe have one season. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to take Red Bull that long to figure out reliability, but I mean, judging from the past experience of the last, um, the last engine change, right? They always had, they had the fast car. What they did not have was reliability, and that's what filled them today as well. As a Mercedes fan, I mean, not to be very emotional, it was very emotional moments for all of us, I guess. We were all very um, emotional um, at the end of the race because we really didn't stand a chance. I mean, we knew it was bad, but when I heard Lewis tank Bono during um, 
Q3, after Q3. And then Boone, he was like, oh, great job, guys. I'm like, oh, shit, we're really in the trenches. But, you know, for the car to be that consistent over the race and eventually come, I mean, P3 and P4 is not a bad, it's not a bad start to the season. But points being said that Red Bull with new new engine regulations have always been plagued with reliability issues. If you've been watching F1 long enough, you probably know that, right? And um, there's no need to be emotional or angry. Max is going to be a good guy. He's a great driver. Um, hopefully, if they fix their shit, Mercedes fix their shit, we'll probably have a three-horse race. But at the moment, right, kudos Ferrari, kudos Mercedes. Um, I mean, that finger that this guy had up, that's Honor finger saying fuck you. That's really um, the finger I had up to Red Bull today. And super happy that we got one back from Abu Dhabi. It's not a lot, but I mean, at least it's something. Thank you, Obong. Um, Just a quick update. Um, Christian Honor confirms that the problem from the two Red Bull cars came from the fuel system. You know, so that's just um, a quick update. So, um, Sadiq next then um abdulatif and um guys please if you like to speak and you are up please raise your hands up thank you hi good evening guys um yeah a very interesting and dramatic race um just as i hoped um congratulations to ferrari charles and um carlos they did they did um they, they wrote their luck and they did well um uh well i'm happy for the result for um, lewis a lot of people saying mercedes will be sandbagging i mean from fp3 if if they didn't show their hand then it's not there so um i'm expecting that this um probably if they bring a big upgrade maybe um in the third race australia i think um so yeah i mean Today was always going to be damage limitation and um, they maximized the car potential and had a bit of luck. Um, Red Bull has a has a fast car. Uh, that's undeniable. Um, I, I hate to admit it, but it's true. Um, them and Ferrari, they're, they're right up there. If you saw that, if you noticed, like Mercedes were losing about eight tenths per lap. Um, I mean, before the safety car came, Lewis was, was about 37 seconds behind. So, um, I mean, this is just uh, um, luck. Oh, Mercedes were lucky, we were lucky. and um, But I mean, in this sport, you need luck sometimes. Um, I don't want to go too much into last season or what happened in Abu Dhabi. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> I, I was just glad. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie, I was glad. But um, yeah, there's more work to be done. Um, also, um, looking forward to the next race. I don't expect too much of uh, too much progress because it's, it's a quick turnaround just next weekend. So I'm anticipating, hoping that by Australia there will be maybe even 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 not like right at the front, maybe like two tenths behind or something. That would that would make them more competitive. Out, um, great drive by um, congratulations to Kevin Magnuson. It's it's good to see Bottas had a nice car as well. Poor start, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for these guys. So yeah, uh, just just happy, just happy. I mean, um, karma didn't take long, but I mean, overall, Red Bull has a good car, so we can enjoy this one. But I mean, they'll be back, and hopefully, 
Mercedes will also um, tighten things up and uh, more, be more competitive. Cheers. Thank you very much, Sadiq. Um, just quickly on um, Butas. Yeah. I feel that this the Mercedes uh, spirit is still uh, following him because if not for that, um, was it the safety car? I don't know where it would have been. So if not, the radio message to do that means, sorry, guys, you know, we'll go again next week. But yeah, he's very lucky, you know, and congrats to Alpha for getting points this uh, weekend because, you know, it's a booster for the team's morale. So, um, Abdulatif, please. Um, good evening, everybody. Can you please confirm you can hear me? Yes, please. Okay, um, so first things first, um, congrats to Charles Leclerc and um, Ferrari. Um, they had uh, a good package. We knew they had a good package. And um, yeah, I'm clearly convinced now that Charles is really, really um, the title contender that um, people are hyping him up to be. But that aside, um, for Red Bull, I'm not too bothered. I mean, it was a bad day at the office, a very, very bad day at the office. And the, as the saying goes, when it rains, it pours. It poured really hard today, but there's no problem. Um, for one thing, people keep saying, why um, Elder was, uh, I see what you guy was saying, what he was saying, in just a response to what he was saying, Red Bull have always started slow. It's a problem they've had in pretty in past years, but they developed very fast was the end of the season as the season goes on so that's why we're not really i'm not re- i'm not really worried me as a person i can only speak for the person i'm not really worried but um and one other thing just for your information for your information let me tip in let me tip in let me tip wait now let me let me make my point let me make my point finish let me make my point finish there's a no no i didn't i didn't interrupt you guys when you were talking let me make my point finish i didn't interrupt you guys when you were talking let me make my point let me make my point hassan please yeah. So, in response to what I just said, um, Red Bull have always been playing. It was an engine issue. The Renault engines were not from 2014 to when they switched to Honda in 2019. The Renault, is- the Renault engines were not giving the desired power. And in 2018, the reliability of the Renault engine was just ridiculous. I mean, that was one of the reasons why Daniel Ricciardo just jumped ship and left. So, for Red Bull, yes, it's a bad day at the office, but there's development, there's um development war going on, and um, I'm sure they'll go ahead. But one thing, my top three takes for the day are fine. Ferrari are good, Charles Leclerc is freakishly good, and um, yeah, he's a title, he's a favorite now for the title. Two, Red Bull are also good, they are not on Ferrari's um level yet, but I'm sure they can catch up. And three, at the moment, at the moment, Mercedes are not as fast as Red Bull and Ferrari. And as I said yesterday after this speech, I predicted a Lewis Hamilton podium. I told you guys, don't, don't never ever underestimate Lewis Hamilton and Ferrari uh, and Mercedes, sorry. And um, yeah, that's what happened today. Well, um, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, guys, please, um, when someone is um, speaking, please just allow them to finish, you know, let them make their points. It's a bit rude, you know, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, uh, Abdul Latif, and I'm sorry about that. Um, please, guys, raise up your hand. So I believe it's uh, Abdul G next. Yeah. Then, um, Carl. Yeah. Good evening, everybody. Yeah, I was just gonna make that point also that whenever someone is speaking, we just let them make that point. Um, yeah. Uh, quick recap. Um, Ferrari are are going to be tough to beat this year. Um, if they are starting this good, and obviously they are going to continue development, 
I mean, it's just going to be a real, real mountain to climb. For both Mercedes and Red Bull, that is. Charles, Charles is easily three-tenths faster per lap on, on the same set of tyres and maybe just maybe one lap older tyres and max. And yeah, same times like that, it, it does not boot well. Max is a great driver, but just as we've been saying since 2017, 2016, he always still has a lot to learn. There were some mistakes that he was making today, and we that were not drivers too, although we worked a lot of 200 drivers, but it was pretty obvious what was happening, and although it was interesting, everybody was screaming, they had a couple of overtakes, shouts went back in front, but his tires were just dying up. Somebody that just pitted like maybe a lap or two ago, and in five laps he was already complaining about the super soft. So, I mean about the soft tires. So, um, yeah, uh, for the for the mercs, uh, wow. It, it, I mean, I think just as everybody else has pointed out, if not for the two DNFs, they were definitely not smelling that podium. And even at the end, without um, Perez's engine shutting off. There was no way Lewis was going to catch him. I mean, it is going to take, and I'm, I'm, and this is me being optimistic. It's not going to come before the summer break at all. There's no magic they want to do on that car. I mean, I can be optimistic and say yes, maybe it will happen, but they are they are way too far behind. Over a second per lap to the Ferrari at the moment, and. It's, it's not looking well. But congratulations to the Red Boys. Um, Charles is going to give everybody a run for their money this year. And it's going to be interesting to work because Max also definitely won't back down. And I hope I hope the Red Bulls sort out their issues. According to Honor, I said it's from the foil system. But yeah, let's hope we get um, a better outing in um, Jeddah next weekend. Thank you, um, Abduji. Um, can we have Im- um, Kao, then um, Imadi next? Um, guys, please um, just uh, raise your hands up if you'd like to speak so I just know the other in which to go in. Thank you very much. So, here, can you hear me? Yes, yes, please. So, taking off for where Abduji left, I do not hope Red Bull sort out their issues. So, I'm not, I don't, I mean, I wish them everything that can go wrong. That's just it. Then um, I I did some Thomas name reading around and I realized today was quite bad for Red Bull, especially for cars that the power out of the four that that are on the grid, they actually did not finish. Then, but also Mercedes has or they also had their own issues. Literally, from P12 down to P17 were all Mercedes powered cars. So it looks like. It's going to be a very rough season for Mercedes. Hopefully, whatever is wrong with that engine that is not giving it pace, whereas or especially on the straights, I hope then the whole purple is an issue. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I don't I I, I really try to understand the reason behind the old side pod and whatever is making the um, Mercedes car to be not as fast or as competitive as they should be. But I just hope, like. The past three four seasons, Mercedes just, you know, just put their hand in their bag and just come up with a Ronaldo last minute hat trick that changes all the whole aggregate and everything. They can do it, so I'm hoping that actually gets to happen. But it's 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 looking beautiful for the France horses, um, Leclerc and Sainz. Hopefully, um, my, if I was to 
Leclerc or whatever, I'll I'll say Leclerc is is a more better driver than Sainz. And if he continues, I mean, he led he led the race beautifully. And even when Verstappen came with all his nonsense gaga, he was able to what's his name do what he needed to do. On much unlike Hamilton, who last season we saw a few times until he got injured up and he peppered him. Most times you see Hamilton doesn't want to get into that fight with Verstappen, putting out of the putting the elbow out and all. But Leclerc looked like he handled it beautifully and hopefully long may it last because I expect Verstappen to come back. I mean, he's good, yeah, but I hate him still. So that's just it. And it was a nice one for us. I mean, I, I watched them, what's his name, DTS, that draft survived the other day and we saw how Haas were struggling for points. I mean, just one race, they probably got, that's, I think that's 10 points. I mean, Magnussen did a very good job and uh, kudos to us. McLaren, whatever is wrong with them, they should sort it out because I like where like I do. I don't like, I don't like seeing that guy struggle. It's too, it's, it's such a happy chap to be struggling. I don't know. Lando Norris, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. But yeah, Kudos to Ferrari. They look like they will be they will be making a getaway very very fast. Hopefully, not so fast that Hamilton can't cover. So, well, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Carl. Um, so, who do we have next again? Uh, okay, I'll just go with the other. Um, Hassan, please. Yeah, so everybody's going in on the Mercedes engine, but yeah, like that's not, I don't think that's their issue because, like, Toto actually said yesterday that they had to trade off, um, what's it called, downforce to settle the poison issue. So they actually had to lift their car a bit. So now they're actually facing more air resistance, which means like they're not as fast as everyone else. So the car, the engine might not actually be the issue, it's actually not the issue. It's just them needing to sort out the entire poison issue. So, like, once that is sorted, I think they should be fine. But then, Mercedes also has another issue that nobody's speaking about. James Valves is their lead strategist. This man does not know what he is doing, and he has proved it again today that he doesn't know what he's doing. James Valves will fuck up Mercedes at the end of this season or before the end of this season. They need to find a replacement for that man. Because that guy is literally on vibes. Because look at it here. They switched out both us. And now look at how Russell is able to follow Lewis. I mean, it's Mercedes, Mercedes, like side by side now. Now James is coming to come and prove that he can actually bring Mercedes lower than wherever it is they decide they want to finish. But yeah, the Mercedes car is actually fine. It's just the chassis. Thank you. Um, can we have um, Akasu, please? Then Ladi in the order. And Sharon. Okay, yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's very strange to see Akasu on this, uh, on, on, on a low voice, but yeah, uh, it, it is what it is. So t- today was, uh, yeah, a bad day at the office. And, um, one thing that is very obvious is that um, this is just it's just a one time off. Um, the car is good, and I don't think um, this for a problem is a very massive one. But um, we can only wait to see what it looks like. And another thing is, all through testing, 
um, free practice. We all knew, we all know for sure that like Mercedes is coming back up. So, like I said earlier, I'm I'm not sure if, but I mean all that is gone. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Today today is today is a very bad day uh, because like watching all these lap one, lap two, lap three, lap four, lap five, lap six. And then happening at the very, very, very end of it just looks like Abu Dhabi in reverse. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see the other 20, 20, 20 something races to come, and I'm sure like uh, we will be back up. So yeah, I'm not going to congratulate Mercedes. <laughs> Congratulations to uh, the, the the red guys. Uh, a very good race, and yeah, may the best man win at the end of the season. Thank you very much. Um, can we have Ladi next, please? Um, yeah. Uh, I think um, Hassan couldn't have said it better. Um, the first part of what he said, at least, with the Mercedes podcast, it's not really doesn't really have to do so much with the engine. It really has to do with downforce and purposing because with these ground effect cars, the only way you can gain advantage from the error updates is that you are running as slow as possible. And somehow they can't unlock the full potential of that engine by running that low. So they have to raise the ride heights and is costing Mercedes a lot of performance, um, especially. So that's why most of the Mercedes cars are seemingly at the back of the grid and it's going to take some time for them to push um, forward. But considering for the Mercedes main team, considering where they started um, this season uh, or how they started this season, this result was a wonderful result for them. P3 and P4, is they, they were not even going to get it. Um, at all, but so congratulations to them. Um, to Red Bull, um, I just hope it's not a reliability issue because reliability is one of the worst things to face in Formula One. You don't know when your car is just going to pack up and blow up, so hopefully, they can fix it. Uh, for those who are, are coming for Max, I believe he already knew that he was in a slower car and he needed to get ahead of. Charles as quickly as possible. So people slating him for being too aggressive. He needed to actually get ahead of him as fast as possible. Um, the reason why um, Leclerc was overtaking him back was because anytime Max overtook him in the first, uh, the, um, after the first straight, after the pit lane straight, he was always uh, ahead. Um, um, in the DRS detection zone and Leclerc was just able to just get past him but he needed to get past him as soon as as fast as possible he wasn't able to do that um, but hopefully um, they can come back um, in the next race and congratulations to Ferrari and DT Fusi um, for uh, they want to um, hopefully they can maintain it I just hope the performance um, gap that they have to the rest of the grid is evident in all the tracks because different tracks have played to the um, strengths of different cars, especially now that we're dealing with aero. So hopefully the uh, Ferrari still is fast and Charles Charles and uh, Verstappen is going to be a wonderful um, title fight, pending whenever Mercedes or if Mercedes comes into play. So yeah, thanks.
Thank you very much. Um, we've had um some some um okay Abduji. Yeah. Hey guys, please yeah. um put your hands up if you'd um like to speak. Yeah, just a quick addition to what um Ladi said. I I think personally I feel what 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 um, determines a great driver is the ability to manage your own decisions and advices that come from your race engineer. I still feel Max is lagging on the part that he tends to just go with his instinct, which works sometimes, but I think at other times you also have to learn to listen to what those guys, because they see the whole picture, or at least they see better than you do. Take Norris, for example, in Russia last year. I mean, he was literally shouting at his engineer and ended up losing out on that race. Max, the couple of times that he pitted, I think they were advices from the pit wall for him to go easy on his outlap. The first time he did it wrong, he cooked his tires. The second time was, I think, okay, I think the first time was when they had that whole uh, back and forth with Leclerc. The second time, he they advised him, he took it in a bit, but he still overcooked the tires. So I think Max probably still has that part of his race to improve on. I mean, we all know you're a good driver, but sometimes winning in the sport goes beyond just being able to drive the car fast. So just wanted to add that bit. All right, then. Thank you. Um, can we have um, Etu, please? Hi, good evening, everyone. Um, okay, so I had, I had um, requested to speak earlier on um, before Ladi came on, uh, on uh, before Ladi spoke, and um, basically he said a lot of what I was going to say. So first of all, yes, it is the engine. Even with the other six, um, the other cars, um, the other Mercedes customer cars, it is the chassis, not the engine, that is the issue. Once the the engine is still, um, well, I wouldn't say the class of the field anymore because. Uh, uh, Ferrari have upgraded theirs, but right now the engines have been homologated. So it's not as if the, um, there was a significant difference in the engines from last year, last season and right now. So the engines isn't, isn't what the issue is. It's being able to understand the, um, the like, like Laddie says, unlock the aerodynamic advantage of that. So for cars that are poisoning, uh, you... It simply means that uh, the cars actually have a lot more downforce than um, than they are able to use. In other words, there's too much downforce, if anything, right? So it's as soon as they can unlock that, it's it's going to be sorted. Having said that, I'm not in agreement with uh, everyone saying um, uh, Ferrari this, Ferrari that. Ferrari has already made it, uh, has already uh, got the. Let's just hand over the constructor's title to Ferrari. I don't quite agree with that. It's still early in the season, that's one. And um, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that Ferrari is miles ahead of everyone else. Um, I mean, when I say everyone else, I'm talking about um, uh, Red Bull and Mercedes. I still believe that um, uh, this can be a three-horse race. I mean, it's a long season. When I'm looking at this race, this race results, what, what comes to my mind readily is the 2019 season. I mean, Ferrari, it, this is the same position that Ferrari was in 2019. Okay, fine. At that time, we found out that uh, that they were using an 
um, and it and uh, illegal engine. But right now they are here on merit, but it's the same thing as 2019, where yeah, they might they have an advantage over the rest of the field, but it's not as if that advantage puts them um, head and shoulders above everyone. I mean, there's still space to fight for for wins for the championship. So no, I'm not given to uh, that Ferrari is taking it away completely. I mean, uh, obviously I'm not a Ferrari fan, but I, but I'm happy for them. I'm really really happy for them. I had, I mean, they deserve this because, um, I mean, over uh, the they had abandoned work on development on the uh, 20, 2021 car so that they can focus there early. And I mean, this um, is the same thing that is the same thing that happened when uh, uh, Vettel won his first championship with Red Bull. Um, Ferrari was fighting um, Ferrari was fighting McLaren and there was new uh, there was change to the regulations. So because Ferrari and McLaren were um, involved in that fight, they lost out in the development for the new season. It's exactly the same thing. It's like history um, repeating itself. In this case, it's Mercedes and Red Bull and then uh, Ferrari just going to take advantage of that. But um, so I'm happy for them, really, because it's, it's good to see the uh, fruits of their labor. Rip, uh, they see them reaping the fruits of their labor. Same thing with um, Haas. Um, I'm really happy for Haas as well. But the thing is, I'm convinced that this season is, um, is a lot more competitive. Um, like Ladi had mentioned, different tracks with different uh, um, uh, characteristics will suit um, different uh, constructors, uh, different cars. And I'm looking, really looking forward to how this season is going to end. I'm, I mean, I look at, um, I foresee a situation like, um, like what? Uh, you would have four, five, four or five drivers um, challenging for the, the title in, in the last, say, two or three races. That's what I expect. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much, uh, Ed Tuk. Um, I would just like to have um, Adibayo then Hassan um, next, please. And then, guys, if you'd like to um, speak, please um, request. And then when you request, please um, raise your hands up. Thank you. Adibayo, please. I think it was Hassan first. Before. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Then um, Hassan, please. Yeah, I like how we are speaking about Mercedes, Ferrari, Red Bull. But I think we need to talk about like other people. And I'll start off with um Bautri Bottas. Like we saw how poor this man's start was. We saw how he struggled to overtake people in the midfield with same and equal cars. And like if not for the entire Red Bull Honda trains fiasco where three teams DNF'd, Bottas would have finished lower than he currently is right now P6, which is actually generous for him. But I think we just need to talk about like other people. I mean, Nick Schumacher finished miles behind Kevin Magnussen. That was an interesting story. Yuki is P8. Yeah. Yeah, uh, thank you, Hassan. Um, yeah, I believe we're going to come to um, that shortly, you know. Um, also, um, both um, our pins finished in the points, you know, Esteban, apart from, um, okay, I think I'll just go over the 
standings. So apart from the first um three, we have um George Russell in P four, Magnuson P five, Bottas P six, Ocon P seven, Sonoda P eight, Alonso P nine, and Guan um Zhou in um P ten. You know, um I think the impressive performance for me is Guan Yu Zhou because for me like before before the season started and even before um preseason i i had the impression that he's just probably going to be like um another um Mazepin, you know probably someone who obviously who can drive better than Mazepin, but i do, i, I didn't expect him to be getting um points at the beginning of the season you know and um even though it's just one point you know it's still um something you know and then for alpha Romero as a team that's very um impressive you know i um this new driver lineup is well i say has brought in some sense of um positivity you know and then um maybe some of their fans might say oh it was good they dropped um antonio and brought in Valtteri and um Guan Yujo, but it's still too early to tell. You know, so um I don't know what you guys um think about the alphas. Um, so does anyone um want to okay um Adibayo please yeah so I think I'll still be optimistic about about things this season, right? So I still quite believe that Mercedes will join the battle, right? So for me, I still see it as a three-horse race. Then um, the interesting part for me, it's um, probably there would be um, us and um, Alfa Romero also joining the midfield battle with Alpine. Um, Probably as well, McLaren. Honestly, I initially thought it was probably because they started on medium tires. That was why they had that bad start they had, right? That they were so much dropping behind. But um, I think later on, as other teams also changed to the medium tire, it was clearly visible to everyone, right? That the issue was more about the setup and the car for McLaren. So I really don't know. Um, probably the Google money um, will take effect right away or something, or whether they'll be affected by the cost cap or whether we should just wait till next season, right? Um, I I see probably they'll just be contending with um, Latifi, Sebastian Vettel for, let's say, they'll be contending for, like, the backlog of the grid, right? Um, but um, but um, interesting stuff, an interesting times lies ahead, right? I really probably when battery has yeah, so much good in Kali, but race space, we've always known that it falls apart in race space. Um that's that that alone will give K Mark um a very strong um chance, right? If at least if both cars are so close. Then I also expect to see more of um the Alpine guys join the fight as well. For the midfield battle, right? Join the fight as well. But um, I'm not going to put my money on Vitaly Bottas. 
I'm not going to um, put my money on Sebastian Vettel, Daniel Ricciardo. I think they only say WhatsApp group chats about performances this season. But again, it's too early. Thank you so much. Um, can we have um, Al, please? Then Ore and um, Sharon. Ow. Yes. Um. Good evening, everyone. So yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a great. It was a great race today. Last minute drama. And first, I want to say a very big congratulations to us because let's be honest, they've had it, like they've suffered the most these past two years, and for them to get um P five in the first race of this year shows they've been doing their homework for the past two years. And um. Yes, that was the most impressive to do. Granted. Um. Ferrari did very well, and everybody's like, oh, the championship is between Charles Leclerc and um, Max Verstappen. But I personally feel it might be between Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. And it might be like Mercedes in 2019, where he's between teammates. And it would be fun to watch, but it might mean Miles would be going. And plus, there's extra pressure on this thing. I'm an Aston Martin fan, and I mean, it was very, very disappointing to see my team be um, bottom barrel with McLaren and all the other Mercedes power team. But I don't know. I feel like these teams have what it takes to come back before the season ends. You know, these teams actually, McLaren and um, Aston Martin performed well in Barcelona. But I think due to purpose issue, they um, increased the, the height of their car and the lost performance. Same thing happened with Mercedes. I think they're just um, suffering even more. But I don't know. I, I have a feeling they'll come back before the end of the season. And these cars will be like right at the top of the field. Also, Vatory Bottas is very, 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 very disrespected on this Twitter space. Last week, people slated him. This week, again, people slated him. Like, Vatory Bottas is not a bad driver. Granted, today, he found it difficult to overtake um, Yuki Sonoda. I think, like, it was a big thing there and he lost a few places. But he was able to recover the places he lost at the beginning. And he had a decent race for somebody that everybody thought last week was going to, like, struggle this season and be at the back. Because I remember people saying it last week. And finally, I think the last person, I don't know what the name of the person is, but the last person said um, Sebastian Vettel is going to struggle this season. Like, Sebastian Vettel has never started racing this season. It was Nico Hulkenberg in the car. So let's watch Vettel come back next week in Saudi Arabia. Let's see what he's going to do. Let's see him put the car in the field. Then we're going to see, um, like, ahead, then we can judge and say, oh, Vettel and Ricardo and the McLarens are in the same level or not. Thank you very much. Sebastian Vettel is great. Thank you very much. Um, uh, um, just quickly, I'll just add to um, what you said. Well, on Vettel, we can see from today, Aston Martin, they were nowhere to be found. Even the camera people did not even pan to Aston Martin to know what was going on there. We did not even see the pit stop. We did not see anything. We did not, we did even, did they, I'm not sure anybody saw crack, the crack um, guy today you know so that's to tell you how how far Aston Martin has fallen um falling down down in the um order of things you know so um yeah and um honestly I believe um Seb is going to struggle because if they don't have a decent card then he's definitely going to struggle and Hockenberg Hockenberg is, is a decent driver you know so I don't think it's because he had he 
he hasn't been in the car for a while or anything. He's he's a, he's a very decent driver, you know. They just don't have um, a decent car, you know, to put on track. And that's why I'm asking Martin for you. So, um, yeah, can we have um, Ore, then Sharon, then Abdul Rashid in that order, please? Man, first of all, I don't know if there's anybody on this space that supports Valtteri Bottas more than I do, but um, my stocks in that guy, they are deep in bad. Will this guy start sixth? Sixth and lose eight laps in one lap. Sorry, and lose eight places in one lap. Like, one lap. Nah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. And also, I'm just... I'm just fantasy team. Bro, I have Hulkenberg, Norris, Gasly, and Verstappen in that team, bro. Like, I know I'm fucked for this week, bro. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know I'm going to now set my team again for next week, but I'm fucked for this week. The only good thing is that Charles is my double driver. But, you see, and also, I don't even know, man. McLaren, I don't know what's going on with them. Like, Norris is my second, right? my second favorite driver. But I don't know what's going on with that guy. Apart from everything that happened with Red Bull today, like I was just sad seeing Norris at the back. Like I was just sad, man. But yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, all right, all right. Can we have um Sharon, please? Um, hi guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. Um. So, um, just to respond to the last guy who spoke. I don't know why it's weird to see somebody lose eight places in the start of the race. It, it happens. It's motor racing. It happens. If you don't get a good start, you're going to lose places. So it's normal. Um, but I think overall, the race was interesting. Not what we expected. But at the end, it was like, you know, very interesting. And I'm happy with the end. Because obviously, I'm a lowest fan. So P3 is good. It's a good start for the team. And I think if they are able to sort out their issues, hopefully by the third race, they could like turn their engine up and then start doing something. And I also believe this season you're going to have like a three-way fight between Red Bull, Mercedes, and then Ferrari. But overall, it was good. And um, with regards to Haas and then Alfa Romeo, I think they had a good start considering they are on the Ferrari power unit. So obviously, you're also going to have that um, power advantage to the um, Mercedes customer teams. Not necessarily, but they still have that power advantage to the Mercedes customer teams. But the most concerning for me, even though I'm not a Red Bull fan, is their reliability. Because you cannot start a race, like a season, with reliability issues. It's really like um, hurting their championships um, chances because for your driver to be handed a championship and for you to start the season losing out on points is not a good thing. So I hope they are able to sort it out and then they are able to like stay in the fight because I really want to see them in the fight so that we can beat them on track fair and square. So um, one last thing. I wanted to talk about was the comparison between um, Bauchi and then Kmart. I think it's an unfair comparison because Kmart is a good driver, obviously, but Kmart isn't Bauchi's like 
kind of driver. Kimag was given a chance to be in a top team and he fumbled it like big time. So yeah, he can get the fifth, probably fourth or maybe third for Haas and all, because Haas has a good car. But Valtteri having a poor start doesn't mean that Kimag is like necessarily better than him. So we shouldn't like, you know, make that kind of um, comparison because it's a bit unfair. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. Thanks. Thank you very much, um, Sharon. It's very interesting that um, we have a Mercedes fan who is also eager for Red Bull to fix the reliability issues, you know, so that they can get competing. So I guess you, I guess you understand WhatsApp group with them, because you guys share similar values. So um, thank you. Thank you. Very much. Um, can we have? About to be back, like have better than than oh. Okay, can we have um Johnny next, please? Johnny. Okay. Okay guys, uh moving on. We have um Alpine, you know, um Alpine, another team that um secured um points. You know, both drivers um secured um points P seven for Esteban Ocon and um P nine for Fernando Alonso, you know. So um I believe Otmar is off is off to a good start um um at Alpine, you know. Um Alpine, this Alpine, I don't know, this season yeah, I just feel that um with the struggles um McLaren are are facing now, you know, they might apart from has putting up a challenge and um probably Alpha Romero, even though it's just the first race, you know, you um I feel that if if they have good reliability issues, um, sorry, if they have good reliability, then they are uh, no issues. Then they will be able to um, um, uh, bust that midfield. But um, I don't know. What do you guys uh, think? Because for me personally, it's a, I believe it's a it's a good day for for um both drivers, you know, and um with these new cars as well, that um the drivers are trying to learn and master. You know, I believe um, both drivers have done well. So, um, if anyone would like to go first, please. Um, Adebayo, please. Yeah, thank you. So, for I think um, I think I also agree about the fact that they could win the midfield battle. Um if they really don't have any reliability issues based on the fact that I think they have um, um, two decent drivers um, that could consistently get them the results and um, that might play a very key role <clears throat> in them getting P4, right? That's with, without reliability issues here because I think they had um, some takes of that during um, testing. So, really can't really say how far they've been able to resolve that. 
Um, yeah, because when you look at the other fast cars as well for for the midfield, as for example, they have um, K Mag and uh, Mick. So I really don't see Mick outscoring um, both Ocon and um, and um, Alonso for let's say half of the um, races would compete they all finish in the same points. Then same as VP and um, um, the Chinese drivers. Well, I really, I really have doubt about VP's consistency. Right? Forget the fact that he got P six. Right? Um, safety car happened. All those stuff happened. What about if um, there was never no? Uh, sorry, there was no um, DNF from by Max or whatever. What would have happened? There was no safety car. What would have happened? Right? Um, which which other team? No one is certain about McLaren yet. McLaren would have been my pick for P4, right? Because we all know what Nando Norris can do, right? And um, if they're actually in the mix for the midfield battle, and we don't have enough data to do that, to say that. But if McLaren gets their um, shit together, I would just actually place them above um, Alpine because definitely Nando would always get the best out of that car um, if he gets the fast car. Then the pensioner as well could also get few points. But as it is now, I would say Alpine, right, for P4. But things could change in the next, let's say, I think by, um, at the end of Australian Grand Prix, right, that seems like the very perfect day, right, because any team that wants to get probably another update, right, upgrade rather, would have to take it there. But, so at the end of, let's say, April 10, by April 10, right, I think we should all know what's up with the reality of almost all the teams by then. Thank you very much, Adibayo. I, I, I love your um, time prediction. Um, can we have uh, Jibala, please? Okay, yeah. Um, so we're talking about Alpine, yeah? So yes, in this race, I, I honestly didn't see anything from them. The only action I saw was them racing against each other. So, like, it was, they were just there to compete. Solid middle of the pack team. They weren't really doing anything special. So, I think this season, unless maybe McLaren don't get their act together, I think they would finish maybe fourth or fifth. I think they finished fifth last season, if I'm not wrong. So, it's around that middle of the pack I expect them to be in. Nothing too special for them. They will get points maybe every weekend, that kind of thing. But as far as this today's race was concerned, I, I didn't see any action from them. They're almost like Aston Martin. They were just there. No action, nothing spectacular about them. But at least I think both drivers got points today. So I feel like that's how it's, it's just going to be for them for the whole season. It maybe ninth, 10th, you know, that kind of thing. But I expect them to finish maybe P4, P5 in the constructors. Yeah. Thank you very much, um, Adibayo. Can we have um, Sharon, please? Yeah. Hi. Um, so I have a, a little um, prediction for the uh, best of the rest, which is P4. I think it's going to be between Haas, Alfa Romeo, and then hmm, Alfa Tari, considering their, um, their bit issues that take. Because, honestly, McLaren... <laughs> I don't know what they've done to their car, but this is not it. Cause considering they were like fastest during the first day of testing in Bahrain, they have really lost 
um, a lot of performance. If they don't get their acts together, I don't think they'll even finish top five in the construction because it's like really bad. And Daniel isn't also pulling his weight. Because look, I used to like Daniel because I really believe he was a good driver. I still do think he's a good driver. But since last year, he hasn't done anything um, special or anything then good for me to say that yeah he still has it because for Lando to be slapping him left right center is embarrassing you cannot call the king of the late breakers and be beaten by Lando Norris not like Lando isn't a good driver but there should be like some sort of competition like between Lando and um, Carlos there was that kind of like healthy competition between them in their team. They were getting the points for their team and what's not. Um, their team principal said that in the new regulations, um, Daniel was going to like, you know, perform because it's like new cars and stuff. But he finished dead last. He finished last, which is bad. It's, it's a bad start for him. If he doesn't improve, I'm seeing Aston Martin, McLaren, and maybe Williams, you know, fighting for P9, P8, and then P10 in the constructors, because this isn't it. Like, they are top teams, they need to be fighting for podiums, fighting for points, they shouldn't be lagging in 28. Like, P20. And their strategy today was like work. I don't know their strategy, but it was work. It didn't work in any bet. Yes, and somebody made a statement, um, a comment about James Bowles and their strategy. Honestly, I really believe he did the best for the team, considering the pace that they had. Because if he didn't give them that strategy that he did, he would have probably finished like eighth and ninth. But they don't have the pace, which we all understand. So they did what they could, the best that they could, and finished. P5 and then P6. I'm sorry, P3 and P4. Yeah. So and you shouldn't blame James Valls in this instance. Okay. I think we lost her. Okay. So, um, Moving on from um, Alpine, another team, another team on the grid we have already spoken about, Williams. You know, we have, um, what's his name again? Um, Alex Albon and um, Uncle Nicolas Latifi, you know. Um, Latifi, you know, Latifi, Latifi is just another example of why money should not be involved in drivers getting a sitting from now on. That is just my um, honest opinion. You know, you can come at me for it, but that is what I just feel, you know, because I don't know. He has been in this team for a while. Okay, you could say is a, a new car, new regulations, everything new, new, but... You know, he he needs to he needs to. I I I just feel that he's not 
in as much as he, in as much as he's a decent driver, I just feel that he's not the one, you know, because um, you have Alex Albon who has come in, you know, though the Williams don't really have um, a decent car yet, but you can see the effort he's making, you know, you can see the moves um, he's making, you know, and then like. When obviously, if you if if you if you uh, read or listen to um, things said around the paddock, you you hear that um, Albon is a very good reference, you know, for um, for for the team, you know. So um, I don't know Latifi. I feel Latifi has. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Maybe because of the funding, the funding might keep him in F one longer, but. I feel if he was in a team where whereby he was just a normal driver, he would have he would have gone, you know. But um that's just my take. But um let me hear from you guys. Um can we have Ored and Abdul, please? Um with Williams. Yeah. I I'm very sure we have all come to the conclusion that Dakar is just a fucking tractor, like it is trash. Their car is rubbish at the moment. And also, I agree with everything you said about everything said about Latifi. That guy is rubbish, man. Like, how do you keep get beaten? God, I don't even know English again, bro. Like, why are his teammates keep fucking him, bro? Like every single teammate of his Russell just add him on the ropes throughout. And now Albon that has not driven in Formula One for so long. That like last year was a fucking mentor. He's coming again and he's he's beating you. Like he's outperforming the car. Like why can't Latifi do that for, just for once, man? I feel like Latifi is trash and Williams should they should start looking for other options. Cause even even that girl, the girl that won W series, Jamie, Jamie Chadwick. I feel like if she's driving in the Williams now and she was Latifi's teammate, she would have beaten him too. Because that guy is just trash. Williams should look for other places where they can find money so they can get him go. Because the same thing we asked to. They get Mazepin go and now they are doing well. So Williams should get Latifi go. And we should all just know that Williams, they're going to be asking the constructors. We will just keep seeing Albon forcing the car into Q3 and Latifi. Because I think if not for the... If not for what happened to, to both Red Bulls, Latifi would have ended 19th or so or 18th. It was just him and Hulkenberg that were dragging themselves at the back. So it was, I don't know, man. Williams are trash for now, bro. So that's all. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Ore. Um, Abdul, please. Yeah, Latifi, I mean, there was a particular race where Jack Aitken, is it Aitken? Yeah, the Israeli driver. He drove in P in first practice, anyways, with Latifi, and he was dropping, he was dropping time in between himself and Latifi. I mean, I, I always knew that. Yeah, Latifi is not it. I mean, it's just as you said in the first instance. I think. They really need to look into how much of an effect money has on the driver getting the seats. It doesn't drive like someone that his job is threatened. Take, for example, J J J Gio, towards the end of last season, that was driving like <laughs> like his spirit overcame him rather in the Alfa Romeo. Yeah, so last year he's just unthreatened and he just does as he, as he likes. 
That's why I crashed Abu Dhabi last year and allowed Marcin to overthrow. I really, really dislike that guy to leave from now on. He's absolute trash. So every time I talk about him, he's just giving me PTSD of Abu Dhabi again. So yeah, I, I don't know. But something really needs to be done with how much of um, an effect money has on um, a driver's seat. I mean, the, the cost caps... I don't know whether they are helping or not, but they really are not doing anything in that regards for now. So it's something they really need to figure out. We need good drivers, not um, sports brats driving like they are going for a Sunday cost. Thank you very much, um, Abdul. Can we have um, Jibala then, Adebayo then, Abdul Latif, please? Um, sorry, um... Sorry, um, Jibala, sorry, just before you go, um, Sharon. Sharon, then Jibala, then um, Adebayo, then Abdul Latif, please. Um, okay, I don't know, for some reason, my spaces keeps, like, ending, so I don't know. But I just wanted to, like, um, disagree with the last guy, like, real quick. From Lawan is a sport of money. All 20 drivers cannot be just good drivers. They need people to bring money to the team for the team to function. That's why pay drivers are also important and they are part of the, the sport. So you can't take it out. However, I agree that as a pay driver, you need to be good. Like The fact that you are buying your seats doesn't mean that you can just do anything that you want. You can just be there and be last. No. You should be good. You should actually help the team to get somewhere. But as for the money there, it's not going anywhere. From now on, it's about cash. Look at the tickets that they, they sell. The prices, they're like outrageous for someone who cannot afford it. It is money. The teams that spend, I mean, before the cost cap era, teams used to spend $400 million developing their cars. Williams didn't have that kind of money. They were spending about $145 million or so developing their cars. And it cost them a lot of performance. So, yeah, you can say that you want Latifi out, you want Jimmy Chadwick in and what's not. But at the end of the day, it is Latifi's money that is like literally helping the team to like develop. Oh, personally, I just feel he needs to like up his game. He's, I think he's not that bad, like better than Mazepin, but he can if he wants to, because last season he also put in some like good performances. So I think he should just like perform. And look at Stroh. Stroh's like, he literally owns a team. Look at how he's performing. Because he knows that he has security in the team. His dad owns the team. He can afford to finish 20th and nobody's going to complain about it because for whatever happens, he's going to get a seat. But when you're not a paid driver, you need to perform to justify why you deserve a seat. But when you're a paid driver, because you're bringing in the money, nobody's going to like question your performance because at the end of the day, you're the one giving the team the money to build the car that they are building. So, yeah, paid drivers are really a part of the team and the sports. So we shouldn't like, you know, try to take it out. It's a part of the sport and it is here to stay. I mean, it has been a thing for like forever. Nikolauda was a paid driver 
but he won three championships. So I think it's more of, yes, we take your money, but you should be good so that you can also help the team get points in those things. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Jibala, please. Yeah, okay. Um, so let me just quick touch on what you said. I don't think it's more about him being a pay driver. I think it's the fact that he's just not pulling his weights. Because um, I don't even know why we keep talking about Latifi, to be honest. We, we know he's a pay driver. He's just there to have fun. We don't expect anything from him. He's just there. Sunday, he drives. He goes back to his billions of dollars and he just has fun. That's all he does. So when we look at, as far as I'm concerned, there are only 19 drivers. Because Latifi is just, he's just there to fill up the second spot because of his money. So there's nothing, there's really nothing special about him. I don't know his f2 record or anything but i don't think he was that spectacular in f2 either so there's there's no um, sorry let me just cut in and um, he finished second in f2 before he came to f1 so just to okay. ask him. all right no problem on that anywho he's he's just not a good driver to be honest so that's it he's just there because of his money and i think we should just let him be to be honest we shouldn't like really be looking at him for performances and all of that because look at albon albon just came into the team and look at how I mean, for like maybe six, seven laps, was holding up Butters and and um, Sonada and all the rest now. So that's how a driver is meant to be, regardless of like you being a pay driver or not. So it is what it is. He's just there to have fun, really. Yeah. Gibalad, it's very interesting that you say he's just here to have fun at the expense of our own entertainment. You know, we're, we're here to see proper racing, no somebody just coming to cruise in the in a in a in 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 the in the pinnacle of motorsports. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah I do but so, I mean money is the language of Formula One. So yeah, we can't the language but ah like but the as you as you said regardless of him coming up the ranks here she he's not part of the best, you know? Like, they are, they, we can go to F2 now and, and, and pick... Uh, or we have Oscar Piastri, you know, who I believe if we put in a Williams would do a far better job than... Um, um, what do you call him, you know? Uh, uh, there, um, sorry to any McLaren fan or sorry to any Daniel Ricciardo fan, but I would have even loved to see Oscar Piastri in the McLaren to the, you know, but we thank God that Ricardo is um, well and at you know, and he's back on the grid, but that's just my opinion because I would have loved to see um, like, see him handle a Formula 1 car, you know, and see what he's all about, you know, but because Daniel Daniel Rick is done, he's done. He just has a few more months or, or years to go, you know, so yeah. Um, Adebayo, please. Yeah, I think I'm um, probably the last two speakers. I've said quite a lot of things I wanted to say. Um, but just to add, right, um, I also feel probably it will be quite unfair to say you want to kick out um, Latifi, right, in the fact that there has been quite a lot of investment. And I think further as well, as um fewer stakes in McLaren, right? Um, it, I think a very low percentage in McLaren as well. 
and probably the plan might have been to get him to McLaren, which it has been proven to everyone now that the guy is really not capable um, of really driving. But again, you really can't. We can just keep pushing about Oscar Piastri. But um, I also feel one of the things that um, could get the guy into F1 is for Appian to back him, right? So um, I think this season would be a very um, deciding point for a lot of teams. There might be a lot of shake-ups, right, in teams, right? Um, uh, for me, I uh, I really don't rate Mick Schumacher, right? So it might still be at us, right? So I'm just trying to permutate where there could be possible I really can't see this guy replacing um, Oscar Piastri replacing um, Latifi unless probably William gets a massive funding and they could probably just say bye-bye and stick to... Um, but again, right, I think um, it all boils down to what they've all said previously. You need to be heavily cash-packed, right, to get into a Formula 1. And the sincere truth is, if you're not, sorry, um, um, talent alone or analysis alone or um, data alone is not what um, is not, um, cannot be used for R&D, right? And management of the team. It's just what it is. To probably some of these very fast guys. Which for me as well, I read, because now you could see um, the Chinese driver, right? Finished P10, right? And um, I, um, this guy was probably beaten so much well by at least based on race wins and all the available data you could use for F2 by Oscar Piastri last year. So it could be a very good assumption for people to say if he had gotten into Williams, he could have performed better if he had gotten an, an opportunity. But again, I think people just need to back up that guy for him to get an F1 seat. Thank you very much. Um, just quickly, uh, I know we spoke about Alfa Romero and um, Guan Yuju finishing um, P10, you know, but I remember last, last, I believe it was Bahrain last year where um, Yuki finished P8, you know, and then we thought he's the next thing after sliced bread, you know, but hopefully um, Guan Yuju doesn't go down that route, you know, because um, even though Yuki did finish in the points today, but I believe um, that was as a result of the safety car, you know, and the safety car helped everyone. So, um, so um, can we have um, Hassan, then Sharon, please? Yeah, so I was going to say, like, I think it's unfair to say that Latifi is just there vibing. Because, like, no matter how much you see, like, someone is a paid driver for F1 year. Like, their ultimate goal at the end of the day is still to win races, to win championships. Latifi might be a shit driver, but they're like, even if you look at the interviews that Claire Williams, Capital, all of them, they've done, you'll say that he's like, his spirit, everything, is actually the right one they're looking for for the team. He sounds like somebody that is actually motivated and like actually wants to win stuff. So it's not like he's losing and he's being shit on purpose. I mean... Bad days happen, but then, like, you also have to remember that last season, too, Latifi actually beat um, Russell in some qualifying sessions and was able to actually, like, get ahead sometimes. It's just that, like, he's not really at the level of Formula One 
because like so he's still somebody that struggled back then in his junior days and like he was promoted to f1 just like way too early probably because of his parents financial background and all of that but at the end of the day like he's not as if he just wants to be in f1 to just be just be there it's not as if he's just like coming here for the fun of it i mean he's risking his life every every race because like one crash could actually just kill the driver and all of that so I'm not. I don't think he's actually here for the fun. I think he's actually here to compete. You get, and it's not like it's not a fair thing to say that like he's just here for fun. He should be removed. All of that. I mean, if there's a better driver, like Williams would pick the person because like just Capital said, they don't need paid drivers anymore. They have money now. All of that. So if they really wanted someone else, they would have actually taken someone else. But instead, just Capital is saying that they want to extend with Latifi. So it's not really a situation of. Oh, they hate him. He's a bad driver. All of that. Yeah, that's it. Thank you very much, um, Hassan. Um, there's an interesting point that you made that um, he's risking his life. You know, I believe that's his job. You know, some of us every day we cross Third Milan Bridge. We're all risking our lives to go to work. You know, so yeah. Um. Thank you very much. Um, can we have um, Imadi, please? Yeah, good evening. Um, just to add to the whole pay driver conversation, and um, sometimes I think we judge some people who have some certain kind of privilege unfairly. And sometimes it's not their fault that they were born into that kind of privilege because honestly, if you, if you have that kind of, if you as a person have that kind of a privilege, it will make your life easier. And who doesn't want a soft life in his life? Do you want to be hustling every day? So personally, I understand the sentiments behind, or maybe there's someone who you perceive is more talented than someone who is a pay driver. But for, for heaven's sake, it is not Lance Stroh that he didn't decide that his father is going to be a billionaire and is going to buy an F1 team almost for him. So I think we judge these guys unfairly. Yes, I understand the sentiment that, oh, maybe someone with the talent is being excluded and all that kind of a thing. But at the same time, if either of us had that kind of privilege, I, me personally, I want to live in Monaco and be able to groove around every, every Friday for a party and all that kind of a thing. But I don't have that kind of privilege. I would not see someone with that kind of a privilege and then start envying the person because I know if I had that opportunity, I would grab it with my two hands. So I think we judge these guys unfairly. And yes, I understand the sentiment that has been raised. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Imadi, for the opinion. Imadi, thank you very much. I actually, um, actually like your point of view because um, I feel it's a view that maybe some of us, we don't really um, look at when... Um, we analyze these speed drivers and um, which is true, you know. Um, yeah, thanks. So thank you for that, please. Um, can we have um Sharon then um Muku, please? So Sharon, please go ahead. Uh, thanks. Um, so I just wanted to add to what Emadi said about how we judge pay drivers, because honestly, sometimes people just judge them like so unfairly without really giving them like a chance to prove themselves. For someone like Stro, we know he's good, but for some reason he hasn't been performing well um since last season. He hasn't been like on top of his game. 
But Latifi also has like good performances. He has beaten Russell in a couple of races. It's just that those races don't yield points, so nobody talks about them. But he has actually beaten Russell in a couple of races. And people say Russell is good. So I'm not saying that. I don't think it's fair for us to like, you know, judge them based on their money, you know. But I just wanted to um, talk about, Hassan said something about um, Latifi probably coming to Formula 1 like too early. Uh, no, that's not true. He actually came late because Latifi is the same age as Carlos Sainz, which is like 27. So he's that old. It's just that people don't give a fuck about him. That's why they like, don't really talk about his age and stuff. But he's old. So, yeah. And um, so that, um, Latifi's performances is more like make. In their junior careers, they struggle before they can like get it. So Latifi struggled a bit in F2 before he was able to finish um, finish P2 um, the season before he came into F1. But um, Mick is like, personally, I believe Mick is overrated. Like, he's only getting the accolades because of his dad's name. Because for someone who was, um, who won a championship in F2, right? And before I continue, let's just also make a point that being a champion in F2 doesn't necessarily mean you are going to like flourish in F1 because F2 is a spec series. We all have the same cars. We basically have the same engines. We just have different calories, different colors, and we are all racing together. So yeah, it doesn't really necessarily mean you're going to flourish in F2. But as for Meg, I have never been a fan of him because I feel people just give him the accolades and make him look good because of the name he has. And honestly, Mazepin really just made him look good last season because Mazepin struggled a lot. So if he wants us to believe that he didn't get the seat just because of his name, he should like really put in some performances because for K-Max to finish P5 and for him to finish like P11 um, isn't like the best way to start the season. He should also be there because they are fighting with Alfa Romeo this season. So he should also put up like pull his weight and then like fight with him. Because if K-Mag is the only one going to do that, and I know this is just um, the other guy, what's his name? Guan, Guan Yuzo or whatever his name is. Like it's his first race of the season. So I can't really judge on his performance. But if he keeps on going like this, it means that Alfa Romeo has the potential to score double points every season. And that's going to be like troubling for Haas because if Haas only has one driver who's going to be consistently fighting for points and the other driver always doing a recovery ride from 15th to 11th or from starting 11th and finishing 19th wouldn't be the best thing for their team because their team really needs like this win, like this points this season. They need that performance this season. So yeah, I think um, it's going to be um, a, a year that people would really judge um, Schumacher's performance because people were like really saying he was going to go to Ferrari after this season because Carlos Sainz's um, contract ends this year. But I don't see that happening because he doesn't have the performance that Carlos Sainz is putting up at Ferrari right now. We'll probably stay 
an extra year or two because right now Ferrari has their team. So um, I think people really need to see him for who he is, his performances, judge his performances, but not really praise him just because of the name he has. You know, yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Sharon. Uh, Sharon, I just want to ask you just uh, a few questions. First of all, have you, do you maybe anyway know Mick? Because you, it feels like you were just attacking him, you know. I feel personally is the second year in F1. You are going to give him a chance like Yuki, you know. Because if you are if you are going in on a young driver like this, you know, like he hasn't done as has a or rather had as much experience as um um Latifi or the other drivers that have been um in slow uh, on in the bottom of the grid, you know. And last year he they didn't have a car. You know, last year's car was previous was um twenty twenties car, literally. You know, so they literally did have a car. So I feel for Mick is not like it's not um it's not a fair treatment to just say, oh, he's he's not really performing because it's just the first race. And then he had P eleven today, you know, he was very close to the point, you know. And then yesterday, you know, just a little mistake and it could have been in um in um Q three, you know, he was very close. So I believe um let's give Mick a a bit of time and you know and some benefit of doubt you know because um regardless of his name you know i personally believe mick has a lot to offer you know and then um i believe we'll, as the season goes on you know maybe by the time we get to silverstone you know maybe the silverstone you might actually be right you know and then you might actually be right in the sense that he's not worthy to be f1 and then it's just his father's name you know but I believe um, we should just um, wait and see. You know, now that um, the regulations are different, everyone is on a level playing field, you know, and um, they have a decent car, you know, then it will be... Um, it will, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, um, can we have um, Aure then... Um, sorry, no, Aure, sorry, before we come to you, we've, uh, Muku has been here for a minute. So, Muku, then um, Aure, please. Hello. I hope you can hear me. Hello? Hello? Can you yeah, hear we me? Can hear, we can hear you. Oh, okay. No, because I, I, I dropped off earlier, so I was just checking. Yeah? Um, for the pay driver conversation, I think that should even be dropped out of... Uh, uh, that, should, that, that phrase should be dropped out of what people say uh, because teams have to get money and sometimes you have to make a compromise. You know, you have to make a compromise between, um, uh, uh, you have to make a compromise on the driver that you choose because they come with a package X that can help you to get better. So for all we know, uh, the Yukarali money from Mazapin made a very big contribution to where Haas is today. But aside from that, it's not, necessarily just a favor these children have have come from the junior stages even when you've struggled at least there's a level of qualification 
They don't just pick you and make you sit in a car. And then for many of us, even on these spaces, we are running privileges in our lives that our parents have earned us. So that whole phrase of pay driver is a very unfortunate phrase um, because uh, if you had a passion and your parent can afford it, they, it's only right that they give you that opportunity. And uh, Stroll's dad, uh, uh, for example, is putting in a lot of effort to make sure the Aston Martin plays in the best four. So for me, that phrase is very unfortunate in F1. There's the commentators, the media, uh, the fans, everybody uses it so loosely. And uh, it's uh, quite, I don't know, I find it quite unfortunate. Uh, then um, um, the... Uh, in terms of uh, performances, of course, there's uh, people that will come into F1. We've seen that if your parents have been there before, you will probably create space for them. I don't think it's just me, even Verstappen, even Damon Hill. Uh, there are quite a number of people that are there because of uh, what their parents did before. So I think um, Mick Schumacher can be given some grace, although uh, you can see that Zoo and Yuki... Uh, giving an objective review are better than him. And uh, they are better than him currently. If you say, uh, given a, a car with a different performance, who would get to, uh, who would take a, a race first? I think even last year, the fans were saying, come on, uh, the Yuki, I mean, the, the, the rookie prize of the year and performance should have gone to Yuki. So in terms of preference for me, uh, yes, uh, I think Zoo and Yuki are still going to be better than him this year. But like he said, he has an opportunity to show what he has and he already carries pressure with him. Uh, in terms of uh, Bahrain today, um, I, 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 the other day we were saying our predictions and I was, saying, um, I was talking about Lewis being on podium. So I don't know, I'm, I'm thinking on a lighter note, I may be like a, a sooth god of some sorts. <laughs> so uh, it was a good result uh, for those of us that are in that camp. And for the ones that still have reliability issues, uh, and we are not afraid of a fight. So I hope that uh, every team can see and uh, streamline for the coming race. Uh, that's, uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, can we have um, Aura, please? Um, guys, please, um, please, um, raise your hands if you would like to speak. Or right, please go ahead. Okay. Um, I just want to say two things quickly. Um, first of all, about Latifi, I just realized that I insulted Latifi, and I'm sorry for stroking him, man. I just remember that he won us the title last season. Like, if he didn't crash, then Lewis had won. So, Latifi is free for like this season. I won't, I won't stroke him again. And with Schumacher. Um, I don't know, man. I'm in the middle, but let's just say that guy is on fraud watch for now. Like, let's just be watching him because last last season, I I, I believe his performances were what's the word? Like, I believe his performances were were we felt like it was better because he was compared to Mazepin. Because at the end of the day, Schumacher was always 19th, 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 and then we have a new season coming. He has a new teammate that hasn't raced in Formula One for. The, the person that replaced him basically, sorry, the person he replaced basically came into Formula One like first race, and I don't know, he's doing better than him. And even 
there was a time I think it was after the safety car restart that everyone was just passing Mick. That he just kept dropping down, dropping down, dropping down. So let's just say if this season is on is on short watch. I don't I don't know. I'm not so sure. Like I'm stuck in the middle. I'm on the fence right now. But let's just say he's on short watch with Mick for now. That's all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um uh, uh, can we have Sharon again? And then um yeah, Balaji, please. And then um yeah, Sharon and Balaji, please. So I just came back to like answer your question. I don't have anything against Mick, honestly. He's not somebody I would want to support like ever. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't support him. Not that I'm saying he's a bad driver. I'm just saying that, and like the last guy said, he's on fraud watch. We need to watch him. You, you guess it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That we need to watch his performances because. Regardless of whether or not your car was bad, you need to try. Like, you need to try. Okay, fine, your car was bad last season. But this season, you have a very good car. It's a competitive car. It may not renew races, but it might get you points. So he needs to put in that effort to perform. So far as your teammate is getting the points, that means you can also be there. So if you are not there, then, I mean... You are literally just there because you got... A, look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's the honest truth. He's in Formula 1 because of his dad's name and because of the connection they have with Ferrari. That is why he's in Formula 1. Because if he was any other kid that won the championship in 2020, he wouldn't have gotten the seats. He would have been looked over. So it's not like I'm saying it's a bad thing or whatever, but I'm just saying that we should just... Um, watch him as well because he has his mates zoo um chinola and the likes they are there so he's like there are people we can compare his performances to so now that he also has a good car we can have like a proper comparison to see where his performance level is at yes so that's all i'll say not like i have anything against him like i i don't have anything against him Thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you so much. Um, can we have um Balaji then Adibayo, please? Okay, so I think I just uh wanted to add to this um Shimaka um, debate. So I don't think it's fair to compare him to his teammates. K Mag is a really good driver. Yes, he's been out of Formula One for you know just one season, but he's a really, really good driver. And in case we don't know, so him being out for last season really didn't affect him because the cars are new. So new cars, new regulations, new weights, new fuel, everything is new. So basically everyone starts starts or started the season on a blank slate. So and once again, K Mag is a really good driver. He's really fast and he's really experienced. So and uh Schumacher Mick wasn't pushed last season because you know Mazakon was equally as bad or even worse. So all he had to do was do the bare minimum and he was going to beat Mazapin. So I think this should be the year where you know, his results will determine truly, truly if he's, you know, on fraud watch. So we can't we can't say because he lost out to K Mag this race, you know, he's already in on I don't think that's fair. Yes, his his last name brought him into F1, but you know, he's racing against K Mag, a really experienced driver, a really fast driver. And this really is going to be Mick's first proper test. So I don't think anyone expects him to beat K Mag. I don't think that's the case. So we kind of need to temper our ex- expectations for Mick at the moment. So 
he just needs to be in the fight. So if, for example, there's a chance for the two cars to score points, then he should be close to scoring points, which I think he did today. But like, you know, this is first race of the season. So he needs uh, like six, seven races. So we can kind of see where, where he's at with his performance levels and stuff. But like, we just need to temper ex- expectations a bit. That's all. Hello. You, Bobaji. Um, can we have um, Adebayo, please? And I think um, Bola just already said what I wanted to say about Mick, so I don't need to repeat the same idea he said, shared. Okay. Um, Muku, are you going to say something? Yes, I was going to respond to Bola G and say uh, the expectations of rookies shouldn't be low. I, I, I don't understand that whole let us give you some time. You have familiarity with the car, yeah? You actually, as a rookie, you need to prove yourself more that you need to be here. I think that's the conversation that Sharon is having. As a rookie, you need to... I mean, that's why, to date, people talk about Hamilton's rookie years. You need to prove yourself that you are here to compete, the idea that you should be given grace so many times is not is not the eye that I would like to be seen in as a rookie. I, I think I, I know that many people give them grace. It is the nature of the sport, but this is the only sport where they give you grace. I don't think in football when you come for your first year, people are saying, oh, he can run slower. I, I don't think so. I think people are telling you, Prove yourself that you that 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 you you can match. I don't know. Prove yourself that you're here to that you can fit within this this crowd. And I think uh, we should have that same expectations of the rookies because actually they are the ones who are there to prove that they need to be among the best twenty. That would be my response to that. Okay, so I think to respond to your response, basically, I'm not saying he needs endlessly way but if you look at it last season how would you judge him for us you know it's did you beat your teammates yes or no and i think he did so that's a yes so for last season i don't know how else we could you know rates of rank or judge um because he did what he had to do so this is the actual season where he has the right style the right car with him and the proper teammates that has seen it all and is quite fast so this is also the first race of the season and I don't think anyone expected him to be came up. Like, if I've been with like, you kind of need to be, you know, a bit realistic with expectations. First race of the season, K-Mag is not, K-Mag is not your average rookie. Like, he's not new to the sport. He, he has speed. So it's going to be a tall ask or a huge, yeah, tall ask for, you know, Mick to beat K-Mag in the first season, in the first race of the season. So we can also need to actually kind of, so how do we rate, rate Mick? Like, should he beat K-Mag? I mean, if he does beat Kimag, fantastic. That means, you know, he's, he's really good. But, like, Kimag is really experienced. So, already Mick is on the back foot. So, I don't know how we can judge his performances. Do you rate him or do you kind of rank him with the other rookie drivers, for example, if he doesn't beat Kimag? So, these are the questions we kind of need to ask when we look at these rookie drivers. So, who are we comparing them to and what equipments do they have at their disposal? So, I think that's it. Thank you very much, Bolaji. Um, Muku, do you have anything to add? 
Okay. Um, so Sharon, um, Sharon, your hand is um up. Please go. Yes. Um, I wanted to respond to what um Bola just said about um it not being fair to compare him to his teammates. It is fair. Formula One, you are compared to your teammates. Valtteri was always compared to Lewis because there was no benchmark to compare his performances to. Your only rival or your only benchmark is your teammate. So if your teammate is getting wins and you are lagging in 11, then there's a question mark. If your teammate is winning and you're finishing second or third, then we know what kind of performances you are giving. So if KMAG is giving us P5 performances and then Schumacher is giving us P11 or P12 performances, then it is telling me that um, Schumacher isn't um, the driver that we all thought he was or he isn't putting his performances in as he should. Because the moment your teammate is getting a certain performance, no one is saying he should beat KMAG, but you should at least be closer to him. If he is in P9, you should at least be P10. That's all we are saying. You will always have somebody to compare somebody to, regardless of whether or not they are rookies. Um, Yuki was compared to Gasly because they were in the same car. So relatively, the belief is that same cars, so we can um, compare or measure performances. So whoever your teammate is, regardless of whether they are a 10-time world champion, or a same-time race winner. The fact that you are teammates with them doesn't excuse um, me saying that, oh, he's a rookie, so we should give him some, um, some sort of um, grace. Or who are we going to compare him to? Fine, you may not compare him to his teammates. But there are other rookies who are also um, in the sport that you can compare him to. Do you guess it? Because we are in a new era of cars from maybe right from the house down to like the last place team. They relatively have like, um, their performances are closer. So you can have um, a comparison between Guan Yuzo, Yuki, and then Mick because um, their cars um, have similar performances. So you can compare and say that, okay, Yuki is doing this. And then Mick is also doing this. Yuki is doing something better than Mick. If given the car that Mick has, Mick isn't performing or Yuki isn't performing. You can always um, compare. As for Formula One, there are always ways to compare. But then the most um, obvious comparison is comparing you to your teammates, regardless of whether or not they are more experienced than you. Because as a rookie, when you come, you're supposed to learn. If you have an experienced driver as your teammate, the idea is to learn as much as you can from them and improve on your, your race crafts so that you can also be like a better driver. So if he's not doing that, at the end of the season, I can say that, yes, I put him on fraud watch for a reason. And these are the reasons why I put him on fraud watch. But if he's also putting in the performances that his teammates is um, putting in, not necessarily the same, but similar. Then I can say, okay, he also made an effort considering he has this kind of teammates. 
So it's really fair to compare him to his teammates because everybody is compared to their teammates. So that one there is very, very, very fair to compare him, regardless of the experience his teammates have. Thank you. Okay, so Sharon, yeah? So I didn't say we couldn't compare him to his teammates. So I said if we look at 2021, when we compared him to his teammates, did you beat his did he beat his teammates? The answer was yes. So I don't know what that yardstick No, needed. initially you said know, it was unfair. No, hold up, hold up. So I don't know what that yardstick we kind of need to verify Shumi's performance for last season. And now we're moving to this season. This is the first race of the season. Like this is race one of twenty-three. And his teammate is Kevin Magnuson. Like, I mean, we need to as I just said, we need to kind of get like proper expectations, like more realistic expectations for Schumacher. So, did we really expect him to beat K-Mag right now? I don't think so. Like, it's it's hard for for him to just get in the car and beat K-Mag. K-Mag is a really good driver. Like, with, this is not he's not like your average driver. So it's, I mean, it's the same way you could almost can did not be like Gasly early on. Like, it, it took UK time. So it's going to take make time. Whether the sport has time for that, we don't know. But like, this is round one of twenty three. So it's I don't I don't know if we, we just kind of need to have like more realistic expectations for these rookie drivers going up against seasoned veterans that are quick. Even though yes, it's the same machinery, but what they extract from the machines will be different. Clearly, the racecraft of of K-Mag compared to the racecraft of Mick. I mean, it's not the same. How many races has K-Mag entered, and how many races um, does Mick have on his license? So these are kind of things we need to also look at. So it's not you can't just say oh. Kemak beats Mick, so therefore, you know, Mick is shit. Mick doesn't deserve to be in the spot, this and that, after round one of 23. So that's really all I'm saying. Yeah, he has to beat his teammates, because who else do you compare him to? That's that's the yardstick. But, like, we kind of need to give them more realistic targets. So as, I mean, even look at, even the bigger teams, no one expects Checo to always beat Max. Like, the realistic targets that some of these guys have to accept. Like, okay, I'm not good enough, or I'm not at that level yet, so... That's what I'm asking. So, how do we rate this kind of drivers? So that's really the question. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you, Boladi. Um, hi, guys. I'm, a, I'm a listener, and I'm just adding to this. You see, um, um, yeah, a, a lot of what you're saying is correct. Sorry, I'm just jumping in it. I, I, I just need to try and quickly say this. You see, um, what the other speaker said or listener said seems to be leaning more on the right side. So, if you look at Alan Prost and uh, Aton Senna. You see, their fight started as teammates. So if you go back into Formula One that far, you'll be able to know that what um, uh, the lady Sharon is saying is very correct. In as much as if you look at Hamilton and Rosberg, if you look at if you look at uh, if you look at James Hunt and Nicky Lauda, it's all about your teammates. You should go further deep and know. And if you see for this for this season, the reason why these cars are performing in the way they are. Is because Ferrari has been able to work on their power unit. They've been working on it for the past three years, which is why the performance of Haas was very poor last season. Same with Alfa Romeo and same with Ferrari. Now you can see their performance is improving this season because they've been able to work on their power unit. And also know that there are three different engine brands that are being handled by Ferrari engines, Alfa Romeo, Haas, and Ferrari. Now, the same applies with the Mercedes-Benz engine. The Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz manages the, the engines for uh, McLaren and Williams. And the same way you have Honda managing the engine for Red Bull and um, AlphaTauri. So, you see, 
it is all about growing in the technology and improving in the technology space. In as much as you are 100% correct, saying that uh, Kevin Magnuson definitely has got more experience than Max Schumacher. However, do not forget that Max Schumacher won his Formula 3 championship when he was there, before he graduated to Formula 1. So he's not a bad driver, as it were. And you wouldn't compare um, apples with oranges. So if you look at when Lewis got into his rookie year, Lewis was teammates with Fernando Alonso, and he gave Alonso a fight for his life. So you see, you are correct. She's correct. But if you look at it, I think it's all about your first major fight is with your teammates, then with your other team contestants. So yeah, sorry I had to budge in, but yeah, I will mute myself now. Sorry, gentlemen and ladies. Sorry, but I'm loving this, but yeah. Thank I'll stop you, here. Man. Cool. Thank you very much. Uh, well, Bola, just sorry about that. If in any way you're offended, you know. Um, but I don't know if you if you like to finish your what you were saying. Yeah, so I think it's not an issue. It's fine. I mean, this is kind of what we you know we want, like the excitement and the fans talking about it. But like. It's all good. So, yeah, I mean, I get you, you know, you definitely have to be your teammates. But we need to know, not everyone is Lewis Hamilton, you guys. Like, things have changed. Yes, those are the expectations. Those are the targets you expect. But if we look at the guys, all the rookies that came in after that, no one has been able to do that. So, in the in modern era, Lewis has been the outlier that came in and beat the current double world champion. I mean, so... Using that as a yardstick for Mick, it's not really fair. Mick is not a transcendent talent or a generational talent. I don't think he is that. He doesn't have that. The only person who has come close to that is Max, because Max is the next generational talent on the grid. Max and maybe Leclerc, but everyone else, it's it's all about you know learning, putting your head down, going through the data, you know. But it's so it's not fair to just use Lewis as the yardstick that well, Lewis came in. And, no, I don't think it's fair to Mick. I mean. Mick is not that good, and that's the truth. So they can't expect him to just come in and beat K-Mag. So that's really what I'm asking. Kind of have more realistic targets for someone like Mick. You can't expect race. This is race one, guys. Like we also need to remember, this is round one of 23, the first race of the season. So it's too early to kind of say, well, you know, Mick didn't do this, so therefore this. So that's really all I'm trying to say. So let's kind of have more realistic expectations for a rookie in his sophomore year going against the more experienced teammates, the faster teammates, you know, so we kind of need to know how 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 best can we rank his performances. So does he have to be within two tenths, three tenths in qualifying or close to points or in the points? So these are things we need to know and we need to now okay, use that as a yardstick for measuring mixed performances. So that's really it. Uh, um, can I quickly respond to that, please, I beg? <laughs> okay. Um, Sharon, please, um, because we have um, Adibai and Hassan who have been up for one. Yes, I'll be very quick with it. Thank you. Um, so, um, I, it's not like Mick is now like racing in Formula 1 for the first time. So, let's take Guan Yuzo. Today is his like very first race in Formula 1. My expectation for him was like probably qualify like P17 or P18 considering the fact that it's his first time and he's a rookie, right? So P17 was realistic. If he was able to finish P12 in the race, that's cool. But this is a situation where he qualified P, P15 or so and he finished P10. 
His teammates finished P6. He finished P10. That is a realistic um, measurement for a person's performance. I was impressed by his performance. Yes, it's his first race. You cannot really make um, conclusions because of one race. Yes, it's true. But at the end of the day, Mick has been there a year longer than Juan Yuzo. Yes, the cars are different, but he understands the way things work in their team. So if Mick, like I said, no one is saying that you should have like outrageous performances or whatever. No. But the reality of the, the situation is that if your teammate qualifies P10, the most you can do is to qualify P11, considering the car that you have. Or P12, at most, P12. But you can't qualify P18 when your teammate is P10. That's all we are saying, that he should also put in the performances to justify why he deserves the seat that he has. Because personally, last season isn't um, uh, a yardstick to say that, oh, he's a very good driver because he was also paired with a rookie who was equally struggling. So is it like really realistic to compare that performance to this year's performance? But you have um, a more experienced driver as your teammate. The best thing you can do is to learn from him and try to be close to him as possible so that you can extract the maximum from your team and from the cars that you have been given. That's all we are saying. I don't think anybody thinks make can beat Skimag over a season. I mean, it can happen, but it's not something that we are expecting him to do. That would be like, we are just reaching, it would be like reaching, but realistically, he has to be as close to his teammates as possible. That's all we are saying. Thank you. Thank you very much, um, Sharon. Um, okay. Uh, Adebayo, then Hassan, then Ayo, please, in that order. Thank you. And guys, please, if you'd like to speak, please um, raise up your hand. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, right? Um, so I think I would have to quickly jump in and defend Mick, right? And I'm not saying this from any perspective, but I just think I quite have followed the guy right from F2 for a while, right? Um, I would start with this, right? Last year, at the start of the season, right? Yuki finished P9, Gasly DNF, the first, very first race, right? And it would have been super horrible for people to have said Yuki would have outperformed Gasly at the end of the season because we all know it all went down, right? At the end of the season, right? Um, that's one. Secondly, I think I agree with what Boladi was saying as guys, different development plan, right? Different... Um, is teammate and rest, right? I think it will not be realistic enough for Mercedes, for example, now to say that they're expecting George Russell to outperform Lewis Hamilton, right? Um, I think the much realistic approach they will be looking at is, right, how far behind are you to your teammate, right? Yesterday, I think... I think uh, Mick got into Q2, right? So going by the... And which is quite like an improvement, right? They have, he have qualified both... Um, I think um, both both uh, McLaren, both Aston Martin, right? Very good improvement. This time last year, it was, it was... I think the only time he got into Q2 was just one race, right? He only got into Q2 one race, just one race, right? And the very first race, 
right? It got into Q2, right? Um, that is true. Thirdly, um, if you quite follow me for a while now, right? If you are so conversant with his F2 days, you will know that he make is quite a very slow nenner, especially with the car, right? The season he won F2, right? Callum Elliott, um, Armstrong, and which other guy? I think Yuki Sev. They were all slamming the guy going into um, was it going to the going to the summer break, right? It was after the summer break, Mick got himself and finished P1 at the end of the championship. So I think it is extremely, extremely quite early, right? To start saying that Mick is outperforming or Mick is doing this, he's doing that. No. And don't let us forget that Mick is heavily backed by the mafians of Ferrari, right? And for them, they are looking at different parameters, right? Because if you had Binotto, if you had Matea, the sincere truth is they all wish to see Mick drive in Ferrari, right? And their yardstick is extremely quite different from um, whatever we are saying, right? I won't be surprised probably, right? And um, for them, I don't think they will be looking at the data of first race to really make that decision in in what next is in his development plans, right? So I think we should just take it a little bit much easier, right? It's still quite early, right? Um, yeah, though, though personally, I also believe that there's a lot of improvement Mick needs to put in. But again, Kevin Magnussen, don't let us forget the guy. I think we just probably forgot him probably because 2020 and um, 2020, the last um, season he drove in F1, as was extremely poor that season. But come on, if you the season they 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 um finished P4 on the championship, you could go check the madness that guy did, right? Don't let us forget that the guy has a very mad quality and race pace, right? And um and um uh, and um, um saying using the first race as a yardstick, I won't I won't really agree with that, right? And um for me, I think it's just too early. It's just more or less like saying. You know, last season, at the end of last season, people were saying um, for Ferrari, for example, right? I think I, I just I just think it's always Ferrari drivers or development drivers that always falls into this category. People were saying at the end of last season that probably Sainz was a much better driver than Leclerc because he finished um, 5.5 points ahead of Leclerc. But this season, right, though it's also still extremely early as well, but this is in the very first stage, you could see what Charles could do in a very extremely um, good car and in a race in which he gets so lucky without any DNF or probably um, his normal act, right, whenever it's calm, right? So I think it's just too super early for us to be drawing um, conclusion about Mick. And don't be surprised, um, Mick is heavily backed by Ferrari. Right, it might end up driving in Ferrari one one day. Right, it might even replace Carlos Sainz. Right, because if this season happens to um show that um Carlos Sainz, if if this season happens to be a season in which Charles Leclerc gets a little bit more lucky, finishes more races as Carlos Sainz, and 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 is able to show to the entire world that um yes, there's a difference between um me and Sainz, just as there's a difference between um. Max and um, Checo, and there was a difference between Hamilton and, and Bottas. I think be, before you know it, probably 2024, you just see Mick Schumacher driving for, um, for Ferrari. So I think it's just quite early. 
right? And um, the Italian mafias are not, might not even be discussing the data that we are using to slam the guy that is not really performing because they feel it's only different development program for them. Interesting, interesting point, Adebayo. Um, can we have um, Hassan, please? Yeah, so right off the bat, yeah, the first thing I'll say is like, this is the first race of 23. It just don't make sense to judge any driver or anybody's performance now, or even any team's performance now, because it's literally the first race of the season. I mean, anybody can do a miraculous comeback. Anybody can do anything. It's still literally just the first race of the season. And again, Mick is still inexperienced. No matter the fact that he has been in F1 for one year, he is still inexperienced compared to Kevin Magnussen. Kevin Magnussen literally has traditions that he does as a driver. Stuff that, like, commentators talked about that he sandbags on weekends. Then, like, on the race day, he brings in his full-on performance and all of that. Mick Schumacher might not even have anything like that because he has literally been in the slow-moving house ever since. I don't even think Mick Schumacher has literally had the, the what's it called, the benefits of using DRS to overtake someone before now. So it's literally like has their first time being in front, their first time being competitive, and it's literally his own first time being competitive in like F1. Like before now, who was he competing with Mazepin? And it was just like, oh, you go, I'll go, you finish 20, I'll finish 19 today. So it's literally his first time doing all of this. Just take this as literally his literal first season. Last season was more of like testing with a different car. This is a new car, this is a new regulation, this is new everything to him. It's also new to um, Kevin Magnussen. But again, Kevin Magnussen is experienced. Kevin Magnussen has done way more. He has raced in different categories compared to Mick Schumacher. He has literally achieved more than Mick Schumacher. And another thing is that this race was largely circumstantial and was largely a learning curve for all the teams, especially in, t- in, in terms of stuff like tire, tire choices, when to pit, all of that. So maybe they didn't get the strategy right for Mick Schumacher, and that's where he is. Because, again, strategy plays a, a huge role to where a driver will finish. So, like, Mick Schumacher could have finished higher if the strategy was, quote-unquote, better or something like that. And then at the start of the race, Mick Schumacher was also tapped. Like, Ocon tapped him, and Ocon got a five-second penalty for that. But, like, Mick Schumacher's recovery from that tap was actually, like, him, like, just losing only one place from being tapped like that. And he spawned 360. He actually spawned 360 and he only lost one place. He was actually able to get the car back on track and like continue moving forward from that. And that was just literally at the beginning, first lap. And then again, it's literally still only the first race. I cannot even emphasize this enough. You cannot judge him based on only the first race. This was how people were judging Albon back then when Albon was racing with um, Max Verstappen. People were expecting Albon to be as good as Verstappen. That is like bloody ridiculous. You get now, expecting Mick Schumacher to be, like, better than Kevin Magnussen, he can be better than him in the future. But right, right now, there is no way he is. Like, ask me what they were looking for when they went with, like, an experienced driver like Kevin Magnussen. They could have gone on with someone like Oscar Pistari. But no, they wanted somebody that is experienced. So they could have, like, a rookie driver and an experienced driver. So, like, at the end of the day, they would know which one is actually getting the best out of the car. So now, from Kevin Magnussen's experience, Kevin will be telling them, oh, the car is doing like this on certain corners. It could be done like this. You could tweak this to do this. And then the car will perform better. And like the engineers will take in that type of information and then they will like work their magic on the car. 
which Schmacker does not really have all this experience to know that, oh, if I'm doing this to this, the car would respond this way, all of that. So, like, literally, take it easy on the, on the boy. And the drivers literally come back because, I mean, our bond that everybody was shitting on back then is now back in F1. He's in a Williams. He puts in a good or semi-good race today. He actually puts in a good race, good race today considering their car. And, like, look at everybody. Everybody's now cheering Albon. But everybody's forgetting, like, this is the same Albon that they were shitting on when Albon could not cover Lewis Hamilton back then, when Albon could not, like, keep up with Max, all of that. And now everybody's cheering him on. But now everybody wants to shit on Mick for, for no reason. Like, literally, it's no reason. Because, like, there's literally other people that, like, are performing or have done shits in the past and nobody's shitting on them. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo is literally there. He's, he's quite literally right there. He's earning way more money than literally a lot of the drivers on the grid. And Norris still beats him like a baby last year. But nobody's shooting on Daniel Ricciardo. Instead, he's getting features on DTS. He's smiling for all of us. Our happy. <laughs> but he's Mick Schumacher and now all of us want to shit on him. I mean, come on. Literally. <laughs> it makes no sense. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, uh, for me, I said earlier, you know, me, you have to give me a time because um, it's still very new for as well as other drivers like um, Yuki and um, the new boy, um, Wanyu, you know. So, um, you still have to um, give me a bit of time now that they have a decent car see what he's capable of um doing you know see what he's capable of achieving you know at least um i would say with today's performance he's not like he's not below p15 you know he was in p11 which is very decent you know which is where usually unless the one ocon or or one or, or, or a jovenazi will finish um um, on the grid and we'll say, oh, Giovinazzi had a, had a very good race. You know, where is it today, you know? So um, I feel it's still um, very early for us to be judging Mick. You know, um, let's just give him a bit of time, you know, and then time will tell. You know, this is this spot is very brutal. You know, when you don't perform, you leave, you know, regardless of who you are, you know. So, um well, moving to if, if we're going to move to Daniel Ricardo, I, I feel Daniel Ricardo at the moment the only thing that is saving him is that McLaren don't have a good car, you know. And then today they got the strategy. Well, they didn't get the strategy wrong because they were on the mediums, and then everyone found out that the mediums were the best um, compound to be on at the end of the day. So, um, I feel is the car that is saving. See, um, he's saving grace, you know, at the moment. And then for McLaren, the earlier um, they fix the car, the better for them and the better for them in addressing all those um, challenges and then also um, gaining points um, as well, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Okay, um, Sharon, please go ahead. Sharon. Okay. Um. So, guys, um, if you want to um speak, please just raise your hand up. So I just 
No. And then um and then um you may request please. Um, yeah, Akasu, please go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, funnily, um, I, I was not planning to speak about um, Daniel Ricardo. Uh, one of the speakers mentioned Leclerc and Sainz. And I just want to say that Leclerc did very well today, but for me, I, I just feel like Sainz is still going to, at the end of the season, come up like above. But let's just wait and see. But a lot of people are just giving... Like, like that, I mean, that pass, and I'm just like, this is one thing that has happened season and season and season after, and this guy has always um, displayed that he's a very, very credible driver, and let's just see, but for me, uh, I, I believe that Lefle, um, since is coming up um, top over Lefle this season, but yeah, let's see. But a little bit of Britain more fun, it's just like very, very fun. Thank you. Um, Adebayo, please. Yeah, so I'll start with, um, sorry, um, Ricardo. So for me, I think um, um, we really need to see, I think um, I think McLaren will be spending a lot of time analysing what the issues are for them, right? Um, because, come on, they were just, they just put it, they're just absolutely poor today. So um, really, I really... Don't want to say it of Danny Rick or Lando Norris, but I think um the car was extremely poor, right? Um, so I think um I I also I think um probably there might be a, I have a very very rare conspiracy theory that probably the Aussies backing um um Danny Rick would cross over to Oscar Piastri at the end of the season and probably Oscar Piastri might get. <laughs> I get a seat in F1. That's just a very funny one, right? Um, it might not be true, right? Um, then um, for Charles and Sainz, right? To be honest, I feel I feel they have a very good. I feel that's a very good partnership for Ferrari. Um, I think um, they should have probably the. I I don't know about Russell yet in a fast car if Mercedes gives him one, but um, I think. Probably currently, based on what we've seen, both drivers, uh, what they could do if they have a very fast car, I think um, they have like the best um, team partnership in F1 currently. I don't know what Rosso can do in a very fast car, right? So I really can, because generally it could be Mercedes, right? That's one. And um, for me, I think one thing like um, science has, right? Um, that is quite superior to all these um um gen other Gen Z drivers is that science is quite very consistent with race finishes, right? And um I've always also said this about Max Verstappen going into 2021 season, right? That any season that Max Verstappen can resolve the fact of having to get DNFs or DNS or probably NG failure or if Red Bull could resolve their engine failure, then Max would do extremely very well, right? And that was what happened in um, 2021, right? 
I think if almost finished all the races right without TNF and all right, apart from those probably the crash, Hungarian Grand Prix and the rest, and we could see what he could do right whenever he gets to finish a race, right? That is the same opinion I have <clears throat> about Leclerc as well, right? I feel if Leclerc could be quite very consistent, like par on par, if Leclerc and Sainz finishes the same number of races in an F1 season in the same car, I don't see Sainz outscoring Leclerc. Even last season, how did Sainz outscore Leclerc going into the final race of the season? Leclerc was leading Sainz, I think, for the last like five races, right? It was um, um, plan plan A, B, C, pit stop, that that fumbled, um, that caused um, Leclerc dropping down, the very bad pit stop that Ferrari gave him, right? So don't let us even forget the fact that Leclerc was even leading him going to Abu Dhabi, right? So apart from the um, ABC, right? And that was even the fact that even like had like two DNFs, one DNS, right? And science was even, even still extremely much consistent, right? Than him, right? So if if whatever happened to Max last season gets to happen to Charles this season in terms of um, race finishes, come on, I it's it it would just be it is just being sincerity to think that or to have the opinion that science because I do pace pace whatever data available right that's why probably um, sorry Ferrari rather might not really listen to whatever the fans are saying on social media because. All the available data, right? All the available data, apart from number of points, right? Race pace, um, quality pace throughout the season in all the races they participated in. Leclerc was faster when you do your head-to-head, right? And the team has that record. They have that data beyond that. So they know what they need to do, right? That's, um, they know what they need to do in terms of strategy. Leclerc knows what he needs to do in terms of race management and... Um, trying to minimize his errors, then I think if those two things work perfectly well for Leclerc and Sainz, right? Because I really don't want anything as well to mix up with Sainz. Because this is when I actually want both drivers no issues so that my cooking will be complete by by the end of the season, um, by the end of the 23rd race this season, right? They would see whoever, which I think it's Charles Leclerc, in my opinion. Thank you very much for your inputs, Adibayo. Well, it's, it's, it's quite funny you say um, um, science is a Gen Z driver. Science is an eggball. Science is 27. It's not Gen Z now. You know, seven years in these sports. It's not what, what, is, what he has above the Gen Z driver, because if you check his stats with Lando Norris as well, I think he finished um, ahead of Lando Norris in both seasons, right? And Nando Norris, Leclerc, Max, they are all Gen Z drivers. So that's what, that's what I meant. That what he has above these Gen Z drivers is that he's quite consistent. And based on the fact that they are super aggressive with some of their decisions sometimes, they don't really have a very cool head, which I think um, science has. Right. All right. Thank you very much. Um. So, guys, uh, we'll be ending this space um, shortly. So, um, can we have Jibala then, um, Sharon? Okay, sorry. Um, we're talking about Ricardo before. Are we still on that? Because I, I want to like make a reference to something there. Uh, yes, please. Okay. Um, so for this race, 
I'm going to say it's COVID that affected him because he didn't he didn't do any testing in Bahrain. If I'm not wrong, he didn't do any testing in Bahrain. So I'm just going to say it was COVID that affected his performance. <laughs> That's why he was so horrible, as well as the strategy. So yes, mediums were the tires to be on, but I don't think that was the right choice of tire for the start because they just went backwards. Every other person, every other team that was on softs went far ahead of them. So I think they should have started with softs. So there they didn't get strategy. But Ricardo's performance in general, I'm just going to say it's COVID affected him. And I hope to God that he improves because I feel like this is his last chance, to be honest. If he doesn't pull his weights, they're going to bounce him. I mean, look at the performances last season against um, Norris. It was it was horrible. And then a new season again and it's starting like this. So that's what I'm just going to say is, is COVID. Because my, my stakes in him are they're dying out fast. I just hope he gets better. Like next, I think we're going to Saudi next week. So let's see how it goes for, from Saudi onwards. But as for this Bahrain race that we just finished, this COVID that's caused his performance. <laughs> Thank you. Um guys, yeah. Um just Quickly before we um I'm Sharon before I come to you I'm um, quickly I don't know if anyone noticed um in the race today the cars were they looked very sluggish and slow on the corners you know so um I I don't know if anyone um noticed that you know most especially in um turn one turn two like um turn two turn three you know they look so slow and sluggish so I. Uh, so going yeah, to, sorry to to sorry to interject, but yes, yeah. I agree with you. The cars looked quite slow, so I don't know if it's maybe they are generally slow or because it's easier to follow. So that's why it looked like they were slow. But for the first couple of laps, they were so bunched together that it seemed like the performances had just gone down in general, and the cars were much much slower than last season. But I don't know really. Yeah, even though uh, they said um, I went to. Uh, more um for now was that um this with this regulation um the cars will be able to um follow closely which is what um we've seen in um Bahrain you know but I don't know going to um what do you call it um Jeddah where there are so many um fast corners you know I'm really looking forward to how is how it's going to go you know and um yeah um Sharon please. Yeah, so their cars are slow. It's just a fact. It's not like they looked slow. They were slow. Because if you compare last season's time to this season's time, I think they were about two seconds off last season's like time. But I also think it's because they are new cars. Everybody's like still studying where to gain more performance from and what's not. But like getting to the middle of the season or maybe after um, summer break, the cars will look a bit faster because we are developing. And um, maybe from next season, the cars will look much more faster because in 2014, they also look the same. Like initially, they looked slow. But as everybody started developing, as people started having an advantage on others and whatnot, the cars started like gradually started becoming faster. And these cars are also heavier, so those also like that also plays a part in the way they look now. But 
over time it will improve when everybody gets like a proper idea of what they are doing. And coming to the Ricardo part, I'm not buying the COVID um, reason for him not performing well. If he was performing better last season and he got COVID like this season and he had that kind of performance, I'll be like, okay. So COVID like played like a very important part of his performance. He's not fully fit, which is true. He's technically not fully fit. It will take a while for him to like get to 100% fitness. But at the end of the day, Andrew Norris qualified 11. And then Ricciardo qualified like 17th or something. Um, I don't think COVID really has anything to do with it. Yes, the McLarens are slow, but Ricciardo is on third watch for the season. He has improved. Then, I don't know. But he still has one year on his contract, so he'll probably stay for next season before maybe the team will decide to like let him go and bring in one of the IndyCar drivers because they are developing them for Formula 1. So probably that will be the plan to use him for now so they get a replacement for him. But if he doesn't um, improve, I don't see McLaren like, keeping him after next season. Yeah, so you guys should like just follow me so that we vibe. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Sharon. Thank you for your input. So, um, guys, we've come to the end of um the space this evening. You know, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for speaking and listening. Um, we'll be back again. Um on Saturday after um, the qualifying at Jeddah. And then um, we'll be having another space again on Sunday after the race again. Um, yeah, so um, if you if you are interested in um, Fantasy League, um, we have um, a Fantasy League. Oh, I should have put the link. But um, we have a Fantasy League. I'll, put, I'll be... Um, putting it up on our timeline again so um if you're interested to join there's a cash prize so if you're interested um please feel free to join it's free to join you know so um yeah and then um if you're also looking to support us um you can use the link in our bio you know um thank you very much guys see y'all next weekend have a great week god bless y'all